The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Pirate fans, welcome to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's Platinum Certified U.S. Cellular stores and experience the highest standard of customer service. Call in on the live line at 317-1250. Now, with a complete recap of the game and your phone calls, live from the Pirate Radio Studios, here's your host of the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter, Clip Brock. Alrighty, 317-1250 on the Pit Electric live line. It is the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. We do it after great pirate wins. We do it after embarrassing pirate defeats. And we'll have the latter here tonight. 42-3. to three, Still 130 left to go, but not much to wait around for. Might as no. well kick this baby off and uh, get to your calls at 317-1250. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and of course the radio internet side of things. Clip Rock, Billy Weaver here. Weave a uh, arse whooping today. Yeah, the game's over. Like you said, there's 1.30 left in the game, but it's over. And according to Mike Houston, it was over at the beginning of the third quarter when he kicked that field goal down 28 nothing. We'll get some calls on that. Weave has Absolutely. some thoughts on that. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And uh, just an embarrassing performance all the way around. Did yeah. not expect this one at all. I don't think a lot of people did. 317-1250, taking your calls. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's run down a couple of finals from earlier today. Some wild finishes. Uh, TCU remains unbeaten after a last-second field goal lifts them past Baylor 29-28. Virginia Tech survived Liberty 23-22, and it was Wisconsin getting uh, getting by Nebraska 15-14. Indiana beat Michigan State in double overtime 39 to 31 games going on right now Kansas State beating up on West Virginia 48 to 31 it is Washington State 31 Arizona 13 Oregon State all over Arizona State 31 17 Notre Dame shutting out Boston College right now 44 nothing Appalachian State has a 27 to 7 lead over Old Dominion in the fourth quarter and that is a look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard brought to you by the buck and uh, it is your beacon of music in the land of the pirates in eastern north carolina and they are open from noon until 2 a.m with live music every night and right now during football season you can join the buck for sunday fun day with football food trucks live music giveaways and the largest 4k tv in eastern north carolina you can follow the buck on instagram for updated schedules and we'll see you at the buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, video production, and Billy Weaver to my left. Haven't had one of these in a while. In fact, we were talking on the pregame about the good luck charm, Billy Weaver, and all the fun, positive fifth <laughs> quarters we've done the last couple of years. Uh, there was a stretch where we did a lot of these, so uh, I'm used to it, uh, but just haven't had to do a 42-3 to beatdown in a long time. So uh, 
tough one to take today, Weave. That was uh, pitiful all the way around. Yeah, you know, if I'm an offensive coordinator for an opposing team play in East Carolina, I don't ever run the football. All I do is throw the ball over the middle. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Um, and we've been talking about this all year, that they've been susceptible over the middle. Uh, on third and long situations, they've given up plays over the middle, over the middle, between the linebackers and the safeties. And finally, somebody, Dana Holgerson, just said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to beat that horse to death. And they actually did. And that's where they killed East Carolina's defense. The defense didn't come to play. Uh, they got behind early. Um, and often, and and there was a situation where you know East Carolina could have made it very interesting. There was a Isaiah Winstead had gotten behind uh, the corner, wide open. Uh, he was underthrown. Uh, they didn't get any points out of that, obviously, and it was just downhill from there. Three one seven twelve fifty. Let's hear what you had to say about tonight's game. By the way, the bright spot, at least here. Hopefully, you're having some good post game food. We are Parker's mm-hmm. Barbecue. Uh, hooked us up and made sure to give Angry Billy some banana pudding. I needed that banana pudding. Had that. I not gotten that banana pudding, it'd be even worse. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Parker's <laughs> for that. Three locations in Greenville to serve you some awesome football food. All right, Matt, Robert, Brian, hang on. We start with David in Greenville. Hello, David. Hello, gentlemen. Unfortunately, I'm calling with a um, sad heart. I don't know what we just witnessed, uh, but. Clip, it was good seeing you the other day at the basketball game. Uh, secondly, I'm going to do a little famous quote after I tell you some good stuff. First thing, the pretzels were great today. Uh, concession stand lines were kind of short. Um, got a chance to get a recruiting visit with my son today, so that was wonderful. Um, special teams looked good. Like the long snapper today, 49, that's my boy. Shout out for my son. Uh, then the bad news. Do you all remember that movie Bambi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Thumper. Yes. Well, let me tell you a famous uh, quote from Thumper. If you can't say anything nice, don't say nothing at all. Well, then then we we might as well just pack it up right now, <laughs> turn the show off, and 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 be done with it. Because there's going to be a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of negative stuff said on this show tonight. All right, David. Well, yeah. Hey, Pirate Hoops is 3-0, and at least it's on Monday. So we got that going for us right now. Yeah, yeah. David in Greenville, not going to say anything negative. No, but, uh, that's good. There probably will be a few of those. Yeah, that's going to be some. After 42-3. to three. But well-deserved. Uh, you would imagine there will be. All right, Brian is up in Kernersville, North Carolina. Hey, Brian. Brian. Hello, Brian. All right, let's try Robert in Washington. Hey, Robert. What? Robert. I'm here. We're here. Can you hear me? Yeah, what you got? Um. Well, congratulations to Houston, but I'll tell you, they are a classless bunch, and I don't appreciate it. Between the fans chirping, Holgerson trying to run up the score and the worst thing something i've never seen in my life you've seen the film crew on the houston sideline correct well, yeah during the third quarter the film crew was up in our stands filming the pirates leave everyone leaving early filming us like it's cute well well don't then then don't get beat 42 to 3 
I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with people leaving. I don't have a problem with Houston and their five fans that were there chirping. They had every right to do that because they just came in and embarrassed East Carolina on senior day in their own stadium. What do you expect them to do? They had their film crew in the stand. Their film crew was there the entire game. I saw the film crew the entire game. But why? Sideline. What's what, going to be on the pirate sidelines next on our home sideline? But but they're filming, and that's what for somebody that's coming out of that business. I know how that works. You get all the angles. You get all. You get the story. You tell the story of the game. I've never. Seen that's part of the game. I've never seen an opposing fan base send their film crew up into the into the home stand. Well, they're obviously making something, some sort of video um, that tells. It's, it's, that's I get, that's okay. not just his normal problem highlights. is them being in the stands. That's the that's what. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that okay. you got a problem with All that, right. but they got every right to be in the stands filming. They do. I mean, I know it's just it's it sucks. To but, the victor go the spools. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I agree. I mean, they are classless. Said, that, they're classless uh, because they're head coaches, but today I have nothing to say about it they, because they yeah, kicked our ass. They did. I mean, they came in and kicked East Carolina's butt, yeah. and, and that's just the bottom line. With class. Win with class. You don't need to film the Pirates leaving early so you can put it in your documentary. How we kicked their butt and they're leaving early. Ha, ha, ha. Dude, you know, I mean, do you know how many times I can tell you that we've gone into opposing stadiums and kicked somebody's butt and I've, I've filmed the fans the leaving? The purple gold chain at NC State. I've done thousand times. That that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the game. It was awesome. As a matter of fact, I've got it on my phone right now where I've filmed part of the stadium in the third quarter with people leaving. I mean, that's just part of it. Got to take the L. You got You know. You know what? You just, that's right. You got to take it. And if you got a problem with them scoring late, don't let them score. I, I've never had a problem with that. Okay. Well, that's something I've never seen in my life where you have your film crew up. In the- I know. We got it. We got it. Anything else? Hey, if that's if that's the worst thing about the film crew being up in the stands, you're missing the whole point of this game. East Carolina's football team got their butts handed to them. But what, what can you say about that? They beat us fair and square. There. Right. I mean, you can't say anything about that. Congratulations to them. But you can do it. You can win with class. Man. Well, Come on. Well, but that has nothing to do with the team. That's the film crew, man. That that's not the team. That's well, not no, the, but their team is taunting and stuff too. But again, right, I say right. do something about it. Right. Stop them. Stop them. And don't let them do that on our field. They took over Daddy Ficklin Stadium today. Yeah. Hey, look. Okay. You know what? Would you be okay with their film crew walking the East Carolina sideline, like literally on our sideline? But but they can do that. You you're. You, they're allowed to do that. If they're that. not allowed, then somebody will remove them. If they are, they are. I don't care. Like I don't care about the film crew. All right. All right. Thanks, Robert. All right. We go up to Connecticut and talk to Matt. Hello, Matt. What's up, guys? Um, this is going to be a really different call than the first guy, you know, talking about Bambi and Thumper and the last guy talking about film crews. Um, you know, I say credit to Dana, Dana Holgerson today, you know. Houston was kicking our ass, and they didn't take their foot off the gas, and, and we didn't fight back. So I say all credit deserved to Dana Holgerson and Houston. Guys, this was a total program failure today. And it wasn't just one thing. It was, it was everybody. It was the head coach who clearly didn't have the team prepared to play a game today. I don't know if it was too much talk about senior day, too much emotion, too much emotional t- attachment to this thing, but this team was not prepared to play. 
I'm the first to give Blake Harrell all the credit in the world, but this defense was atrocious today. Uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, the game plan was horrific. I have no idea what we were trying to do. To only be able to manage three points against this team today is an indictment against the entire system. And fourth, guys, you know, I don't call out individual players, but the players need to really take a long look in the mirror today because I saw on a few occasions early in this game where players were not playing hard and not hustling and not running to the football on defense. And that is not a good sign, guys. That is not a good sign. So the players, if you have any chance to beat Temple next week, you got to take a long look in the mirror and really question your heart. Um, but, the, guys, this was a total program collapse today on everybody. And I don't even know where you go after this one, but we just need to look ourselves in the mirror. We don't need to talk about film crews. We don't need to talk about Dana Holgerson. We got our ass kicked today straight up, and, and that's on us to fight back so um that's all i got fellas all right matt good call yeah absolutely and dana holgerson did exactly um what the game plan was for them was to exploit east carolina's defense in their weak spot now east carolina's defense is good they were horrible today i don't think they're a bad defense just because of today but they were horrible today and they were exploited in that soft zone over the middle i mean they were just it was it was embarrassing watching that they just and they never made any adjustments that's the that's probably uh the toughest thing to handle is that there were no adjustments made all right 317-1250 randy dave cameron hang on we'll get to your calls and uh the rest of you i know folks are trying to get in and the line's busy that's because uh everybody's calling in wanting to talk about this game so kick back listen to the calls remain patient and then get your call in that's the way it works here and uh shout out to our film crew for having us on youtube and facebook yes hey chandler good job film crew let's take a break we'll come back more to go after this You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, 317-1250, U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. 42-3, to the final score tonight. Houston, all over East Carolina. Kyle, Randy, Dave, hang on, the Pit Electric Live line. We go to Cameron in Greenville. Hey, Cameron. Clip, Billy, um... You know what? It's that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. It's you know it's kind of ironic that our seniors pay tribute today to the person that recruited them with a Scotty Moe type like performance. Um, listen, Billy, I want to I want to say props to Billy Weaver. He's been calling it all year about how our defense is living on thin edge, playing the zone. And I props to Dana Holgerson because he went in this game looking like, hey, forget running the ball against this team that has a pretty good run defense. We're just going to throw it across uh, the middle on their zone and just eat them all day long, and it worked. And we've been living on edge all year long. Um, I would be surprised if any team we play the rest of the way, whether it's Temple or in a bowl game, um, if they don't just pass the ball 90% of the time on us. Now, with that being said, offensively, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Um, it's the same thing every year. We have the most bipolar offense in college football. One week, Donnie Kirkpatrick needs to know what he's doing. 
One week Holt Naylor seems to be the best quarterback in the world, and then the other week he's, he's horrible. It's such a bipolar offense, and it's very frustrating um, to have to sit there and watch all year long. And, uh, you know, thank goodness uh, we don't have to see, I guess, another home game like that this season. But uh, props to the seniors who've rebuilt this program. Um, listen, we've got a problem with the backup quarterback position. Mason Garcia has not had hardly any quality reps apart from that Navy game a couple years ago, and that is a serious problem going into next year. The season's basically meaningless into the bowl game. Then the game next week against Temple's meaningless. We need to find a way to get Mason Garcia, if he's the quarterback of the future, in the game for some meaningful drives. I don't care if we win or lose. We've got to get this guy some playing time. Or if not, we have to go in the transfer portal and get a quarterback that has some experience. Uh, lastly, Johnny Kirkpatrick. I'm done with Donnie Kirkpatrick. Get him out of here. And Holt Naylor's is the most overrated quarterback in East Carolina history. Go Pirates. And how about those East Carolina basketball team, man? Mike Schwartz is the man. Go Pirates. <laughs> All right. There's Cameron in Greenville. Hey, Cameron, I, I agree 100% with getting Mason Garcia some um, some quality snaps. I wanted to see more of it today. So, listen, and this is, what, this, is, this is my thinking on this, and this is what aggravated me to no end at this football game. You're down 28 nothing. You're inside the 10-yard line. You Your drive stalls, and instead of going for it, like you've already gone for it a couple of other times, I, I understand they went for it on fourth and eight because you're in no man's land. I get that. But you're down 28 nothing. Three points does you nothing. All that does is avoid the shutout. I don't care. I mean, so it makes a difference that it's 42 to three as opposed to 42 nothing. Uh, it's still a terrible, horrible loss. Why kick the field goal there? That tells me you've already conceded the game. You've already said, okay, you know what, we're done. Now we're just trying to avoid the embarrassment of being shut out at home. If that is the case, why not put Mason Garcia in immediately on your next drive? I'm screaming in the stand saying, okay, you've conceded. Now let's see Garcia. There's no reason for Holton to be in there. I understand that it's it's uh, senior day, but you know what? He had his moment. They've played like crap. Now it's time to get some valuable playing time for Mason Garcia. There's some people on here that say, well, Mason's not the answer. Obviously, he was two for five and he took a bad sack. Well, you know what? Everybody else on that offense had already quit playing by then, by the time Mason Garcia got in. That's the problem I have, is that if you're going to kick that field goal and say, okay, we're going to stop trying, then put Mason Garcia in. 100%. And uh, you cut a four-possession game to a four-possession game with right. that field goal. You right. accomplished zero. Nothing. Nothing. And you, you said it correctly there, Weave. Well done. All right, uh, let's go to Dave in Winston-Salem. Hello, Dave. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm watching you on TV. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I was at the Cincinnati game last uh, Friday night. Cold and uh, great atmosphere to watch a game. But, you know, it, it just seems like Houston studied the game film. Uh, and it also seems like, uh, I agree with Jeff Charles, it seems like they just had a big hangover from that game and, you look at the way Keaton Mitchell was just KO'd, uh, you know, CJ at the end of the game. I mean, it just seems like uh, they took it harder psychologically than, than maybe we would have ever estimated. So, you know, I'm kind of looking for you guys to talk about that. Like, you know, Houston came in. You got an NFL-level quarterback. You got NFL receivers, those two guys. I don't know their names, but I, I saw that they were probably going to get drafted next year. So you got some real talent, and I think they just came in and, you know, they came up against a school that just had a really tough loss last week. 
that's kind of how I'm spinning it. That you know, I don't I don't agree with Cameron and uh, the the previous guy who talked about uh, you know going in the portal. I mean, you know, we've got we've got to give Garcia a chance, and I and I'm really kind of you know last last year and this year. I mean, I I just don't believe in bashing the offensive coordinator. We've got some great great talent on that team, and you know, Keaton Mitchell broke some runs today. So uh, I want you guys to talk about this this possible big letdown and this big psychological letdown from last week and out transferred over to a butt whooping today. What do you think? I, I don't think it was a psychological letdown. I don't think it at all. I think Holgerson just took advantage of what the defense has been giving not only Cincinnati but everybody that they've played this season. They've been giving them over the middle. They've been giving up big yardage on third downs. There was a third down and 15 earlier in the game where they gave up 43 yards on on third and 15 earlier today in this game. That is just unacceptable. They've been doing that all year. I've been screaming about that. The third and long situations and the cushions and the open over the middle. Holgerson saw that and said, you know what? We're going to go into this game with the attitude of taking exactly what the defense will give us. They're giving us that open middle, and they took it all day long. And once the, I mean, so I don't know if it was a hangover as much as it was a game planning by Holgerson and Houston to say, okay, we're going to go in there and exploit what they do worst on defense. It's a good defense. It really is. As a matter of fact, there were times where they made some really good hits behind the line of scrimmage, stopping the run game. There were no long plays given up. Everything was over the middle. Yeah, those two big plays in Cincinnati, I mean, it was shocking, and they were down near my end zone seat. And, I mean, my mouth dropped, you know, when it was just there was no defender deep and I mean who's playing safety you know that's you're supposed to be down there in center field you know the last stop and uh so that's a good point and um let me see what else um yeah I mean I, I think you go up to Temple I I don't you know as far as keep putting Garcia in next week you know Holton's a senior you go up there you regroup and you you know you win you go you finish the season with a win and you go to the bowl game and you look at the year as a success, and you go into next year. So I hope that the rest of Pirate Nation that, that you guys have to field tonight, I hope it's not just, you know, character assassinations. And, you know, they, it, I mean, the guy that called and talked about just uh, a pathetic performance, and it speaks, you know, the Scotty, I swear I wish this, this Scotty Moe, reference would just go away i'm tired of that but you know yeah these days happen this happens in college football i mean you know georgia whooped tennessee i mean you know these things happen so i don't think it's all that bad i'm not doom and gloom what do you guys think all right well thanks for the call it's doom and gloom today but it's just one it's uh I saw somebody say online that, you know, if we're this bad, we don't deserve to go to a bowl. Well, nah, we're not this that's... bad. We've been good on other Saturdays. And uh, so this was a, a complete crapper. And uh, you got to come back. And, and re- I got in trouble for saying this earlier in the year. If you win this game or you don't, it doesn't change your bowl standing that much. No. Unfortunately, <laughs> we lost out on the conference championship last week. Now we're just kind of playing out the string here. You, you want to see more wins and all that, but I don't know, man. It was uh, it was a shockingly bad performance. I can say that nobody had this score being like this today, and that's why people were pissed. Yeah, and this this is a good team. There is talent on this team. Obviously, the defense is good. They're not, you know, they didn't play the way they have played all year um, uh, today. There, that's the thing is, 
I said this last week that the one thing that we didn't see out of any of these losses or any of these games this year that East Carolina played was the blowout terrible loss. We finally saw one. Those happen, um, and I agree. I, it, you know, it's it's part of sports. It happens. These are those games where you just want to go in, tear up the game film, throw it away, move on to Temple, and try to get a win going into a bowl game. All right, Randy, you're up next in Greenville. Hello, Randy. How y'all doing? Great. How are you? Let me tell you something. I've been an East Carolina Pirate fan since 1986, and this was by far one of the worst games I have seen. On senior day for our Golden Boy Holton Aiders to go out like this was sad. Our defense couldn't cover nothing. And I don't know what we were doing on offense. Donnie Kirkpatrick, he's had his head up his butt all year. He's got one drive. He looks phenomenal. Next drive, we come out, and he looks terrible. I don't know why this guy still even has a job. One of y'all in that studio could call a better game than he could, and I know that's consensus around the community. And this guy talking before me, I understand we have games like this, but not on senior night after a damn good game against Cincinnati that we should have won. This team all year has been up and down, and we should have a way better record than this. We abandoned the run game early. We're throwing deep balls on third and two for no reason. C.J. Johnson's a head case. I mean, this game was just terrible for us. We should have been in this game, and we just blew it. And I am just so sick of getting disappointed by this team every year. Mike Houston seems like he's the guy for this team, but damn, do we have to figure out what we're doing on defense next year. And Donnie Kirkpatrick has to get out of town. All right, Randy. Thanks for the call and getting all your thoughts uh, across after this 42-3 to loss. All right, Kyle in LaGrange is up next on the Pitt Electric Live Line. Hello, Kyle. Kyle, you with us? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? You having a wonderful night? Hey, Kyle, just an amazing night. (laughs) I know you are. Look, hey, I had my call all planned out, and somebody sent me a couple screenshots from some douche wagon on the uh, chat there named Stevie Johnson that wants to call me out. So I'll address him. Stevie Johnson, if you want to address the big dog, you're going to get to feel the bite, baby. Uh, you, you, you mentioned me uh, calling out fans for leaving early. You wanted to know if I stayed to the end. Yeah, I stayed pretty much to the end, to the very end of the fourth quarter. Uh, with neuropathy caused by chemotherapy in my fingers, face, and feet, stinging like crazy. So, yeah, I was there to the end, you ass clowns. Now, with that said, um, today's performance, I do think, offensively, had a lot to do with the hangover from the Cincinnati game. Me and Matt, the men's former ECU linebacker, were talking Wednesday. Uh, he said there's been too much talk about Cincinnati and too much talk about Senior Day and not enough talk about Houston. Okay? Houston's offense has done this to everybody. Everybody. This ain't new. But what they haven't done is shut anybody down. The offensive performance tonight was inexplicable. It was horrible. Holton played horrible. Donnie called a bad game. And I think it had much to do, not defensively, but offensively. I do think it was a hangover for Cincinnati. This is not who this football team is. This is not who this football team is. This football team always beat Cincinnati. They beat UCF. They beat BYU. They beat Memphis. They've been in every single ball game. We have not played this bad since 2020 against Georgia State. That's the last time a Mike Houston team has played this bad. If we are who we are supposed to be, we will come out next weekend and we will play our tails off and we will beat Temple instead of limping into a bowl. And people saying this. Temple game is meaningless. It doesn't change our bowl game. Look. 
if that's who you are as a person, if you ain't got enough moxie and competitiveness that you after this game that you don't want to go punch somebody in the mouth, that's what I want to do. So next weekend, I expect to see us come out and play East Carolina football and beat Temple's ass. Go into a bowl game. We can still win more games than we did last year. Eight is more than seven the last time I checked. That's an improvement. If we go seven and five in the regular season, win a bowl game, go eight and five, that's an improvement over last year. So, yes, there still is a lot to play for. But if we want to roll over and pack it in because of the way we performed tonight, then we'll go limp into a bowl game at 6-6 six and six and nobody will show up. I don't think that's who we are, and I think we'll show it next weekend against Temple. I hope I'm not proved wrong. And, uh, that's all I got. I, I hope you're proved wrong too. But uh, you know, the thing is, is you don't want to lose that Temple game for the sole fact that you would be going into a bowl game on a three-game losing streak. That's just horrible. You just don't want to do that. That's that's the worst thing um, possible. So I, I think I fully expect East Carolina will play inspired and much better in that Temple game. Uh, at least I hope so. Yeah. No. You, you don't want to go to a bowl game six and six. The only no. That would be hey. Myrtle Beach is close. Well, going into a bowl game six and six is one thing. Going into a bowl game on three consecutive losses is another. Oh, it's horrible. It, 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 either way, you yeah. don't want to do it. Right. You, you want to beat Temple next weekend, and you want to finish with eight wins. So, oh, beat Temple, get to win number seven, and then go uh, win our bowl game, get to win number eight. And that's all I got, guys. I'm going to go in here and eat some Mexican food at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Wish I could drink, but I can't. But I go home and pack myself a nice bowl of cereal there you go, go oh, all right there's Mex- uh, mexican food and cereal <laughs> what a combo there's kyle in lagrange 317-1250 pirates have not yet locked up a winning season a True. win next week will do that yeah. but you yeah. know we saw uh in rough mcneil's first year they went six and six lost the bowl game That's right we're kind of you know we're happy we're going to a bowl and, and then everything. you're thinking wait a minute we finished the season under 500 yeah had a losing record so uh, and all of a sudden, an important one next week, if you want to look at it that way, against the Temple Owls. Pirates definitely need to bounce back. All right, Cheezle, David, Rod, hang on. We'll get to your calls when we return on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. Taking your calls here, 317-1250. We are back with more after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular Fifth Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right. uh, Midway through the third quarter, Clemson is uh, leading uh, Miami 24-3. NC State is trailing Louisville 13-10 in the third quarter. Ohio State clinging to a 17-13 lead over Maryland in the third quarter. It's Penn State 34, Rutgers 10. Southern Miss trailing South Alabama 13-10 in the third quarter. It is Texas 38, Kansas nothing in the third. Uh, heading into the fourth quarter, Georgia leading Kentucky 16 to nothing, And Cincinnati has a 17-3 lead over Temple at the half at the link and that is a look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard brought to you by the buck is your beacon of music in the land of the pirates they're open from noon until 2 a.m with live music every night and you can follow the buck on instagram for updated schedules and we'll see you at the buck now let's head back into the fifth quarter postgame calling show here's clip all right thank you shirley chan man billy weaver here on a saturday night 
It was a beautiful day. It got really Man, dark really fast after <laughs> the Pirates lost 42 to 3. You know, that's the, one of the disappointing things about it. It was an absolute. I mean, you could not draw up a better day for football. Mid to late November football. Mid late November, not a cloud in the sky, little teeny bit of breeze in the mid 50s, crisp air. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. Your wife said y'all were on the sun side and it we was were. like actually quite warm at times. I ha- I've got this pullover on. I actually had to take my pullover off uh, because I started to sweat a little bit and I think I even might have gotten a little bit of sun. Um, so yeah. It was it was a perfect weather day for football and uh, just disappointing. Yep, very much so. Travis Cheesel, David, hang on. We go to Rod in Wilmington. Hello, Rod. Hey, gentlemen, how y'all doing this evening? This one here was a tough one to take, boy. I say that. Uh, uh, I said it before. You play these teams with these good quarterbacks. You better get some pressure on them because they're gonna sit back there all day and tear you to death. That's what happened. In the uh, two-lane game, the other game we got whooped pretty good, and that's what happened to us today. I mean, uh, they let Pratt have all the time in the world, and he killed us. And this guy Tune today, he got the best receiver in the league, and you let Tune sit back there and just have his way. We should have been putting pressure on him from the the first snap, and uh, I think that. Uh, defensively, but offensively, I mean, in the in the two lane game, we had a little bit of offense today. I didn't see any intensity whatsoever out there, except for Keith Mitchell. He was he was one guy that was uh, was really uh, putting second, third effort into everything. But uh, I saw guys that, that just looked like they were sluggish, and uh, I don't know I don't know why. Let's say they were thinking, well, you know uh, that. Uh, that defense of uh, Houston uh, giving up all these points is going to be easy, but you know you, you got to have 11, 11 guys uh, playing with maximum intensity out there to win games like that, and you don't. And that's what happens. All right, yeah, Rod, and uh, and man, I thought about one time we did blitz and sent the house, and Tune was able to escape it, go out to the yeah, right, and yep. boom, hit a guy for a touchdown. It was like whatever we did didn't work against him tonight i i was impressed by him let down in our defense but i will give him credit well, it's true but but see when you when you start putting the pressure on him and you 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 start to throw his timing off that's, yeah. that's what it takes rattle him a little bit you know, yeah. cumulative effect i watched the game against uh uh ucf uh they come in the, uh, the second half that guy mikey Keane, he rips them apart and then they start uh, Navy starts getting pressure on him. They throw him off a little bit, and that's what turned the game for him. That will turn the game. Look, look, look at UCF. We the pressure we put on uh, uh, Plumley. He threw three interceptions and a fumble. Yeah. It's a cumulative effect. It's not only a cumulative effect on the quarterback. It's a cumulative effect on those offensive linemen when they when they have to sit up there and they have to work hard, and they don't. You know, they don't. It throws them off too. It's a cumulative effect, and you just gotta, you know, you gotta bring it. When you play teams like that, you you just can't let them sit there because they'll kill you. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, I, I agree, Rod. That's the thing at this level of football, quarterbacks in this league, and you know, if you're if you're a Division One quarterback, if you've got time. 
uh, you're going to find a receiver. And that's what that's what he did all day is he had time back there to find a receiver. And, you know, you you just can't you can't expect a, a DB or a corner to cover a guy for eight, ten seconds. It just uh, that that's a lifetime back there. And guys were finding a way to get open in the middle and he was finding them. And you can't find, you can't uh, you got to start early. You got to get on, get on their ass. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rod. Good to hear from you, man. We'll uh, we'll hear from you next week after Temple. I'm sure. All right. Uh, All right. There's. Uh, let's keep our heads up. We we, we got some more ball to play. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I tell you what, do. kudos to Houston's offensive line. They really stymied the defensive line for East Carolina today. All right. Three one seven twelve fifty one line open. We go to David in Farmville. Hello, David. Hey guys. Uh, first off, uh, hats off to Kyle. Absolutely agree with everything he said, and then the. The guy earlier, I'll bring up Scotty Moe every opportunity I have. Um, he sucked. He hurt us. He set us back a decade. Uh, you know, if you don't see it, I'm sorry. Um, it is what it is. Now, look, before I, before I get into the game, I just want to say I know why we lost. Um, I, you know, I, I got a great friend, but when he got into the car with the wrong hat on, I knew right then and there we were in trouble. And uh, sure enough, he never took it off. And uh, I just want to say, uh, Newton, uh, get another hat. Um, so, look, I, you could see real quickly where it was going to go, the first two series. Um, I, this is the second game in a row where the officiating has decided they're going to let them play in the secondary. Um, you know, we, we're going to throw this 50-50 ball, hoping that we can get a pass interference uh, call to maybe extend the play. But when you got second and long and you throw the ball long, third and long, you throw the ball long. Okay, so we're going to go for it fourth and long. We're going to throw the ball long. And uh, it didn't work out. And um, that put us behind the eight ball. I mean, the first two series, we didn't even have a first down. Um, you know, all in all, the play calling, where were the slants? Where was the over-the-middle passes? Where were the tight ends? I, I know they hit uh, Ryan Jones on a couple of plays, but those are more swing plays out to the side. Um, I just the, the play calling. I don't. I don't know. Um, the guy doesn't want to call out the offensive coordinator, but I will. Um, it sucked. I, I don't know what scheme. Look, hats off to Holgerson and Houston. They they saw the film. They saw our weakness, and they exploited it. I don't know what we saw on film. I don't know what we tried to exploit. It didn't work. So, uh, absolutely, Temple's going to be tough. It's on the road. It's up there in the Philadelphia area. It's cold. Um, we, we need to win and, uh, need to win and need to come out strong. But, um, the only last thing I would say is we have struggled against Houston. Uh, it seems like, uh, they've had us over the years football wise, but I, I just don't know what happened today. 42 to three, you know, it's, they're up 30 something to three and they're going for it on fourth and goal. And uh, they didn't want to kick a field goal. They wanted to run it up. Um, Holgerson's on the record for saying he doesn't want to come here. He doesn't want to come here ever again. He doesn't want to ever see ECU again on the schedule. So, uh, you know, regroup. You better figure something out because today wasn't it. And uh, I'll hang up and listen. All right, David. 
Thanks for the call. Yeah, David, good, <clears throat> good point as far as, you know, you've got to, at some point, you've got to make adjustments. I said that earlier in the show that East Carolina didn't do a good job of making adjustments defensively or offensively. I think you're exactly right that they were trying for those 50-50 balls, a lot of hands, a lot of stuff going on. They were looking for flags. Well, when the refs were not calling that, then you got to change, you got to change gears. You got to make adjustments. And that was, that didn't happen today. Yeah. We still don't see many screens or anything no, like and, that. No. And you know what? That's the time. It is exactly what David said. They were looking for those 50-50 balls. They were trying it deep. I get that. If you want to try that early, the refs are not throwing the flags. I think they only threw one pass interference flag in favor of East Carolina. one on CJ, I remember. On C- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so they weren't getting that. So that's when you start working over the middle. That's when you start working the screens. Get your tight ends involved. So, David, I agree 100%. There just was not enough adjustments made defensively or offensively today. All right, we go to Cheezel in Maryland. Hello, Cheezel. Boys, how we doing? Well, be been better. Hopefully, you're you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> how are you, Cheezel? Uh, had a few pints, washed that one off. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, listen, um, not that this really matters, but the officiating has just been atrocious the last couple of weeks. I mean, not like the first down on the face mask. How is that not called? I mean, this is getting crazy, especially after the missed calls last week. Um, but listen, I'm not going to sit here and bash any individual player. I will say, uh, you know, the third caller said it system failure top down. Uh, I am excited about the Garcia era though. Um, but really who the hell is making the decisions at this point? I mean, the first step, the fourth down plays were awful. I have no idea why you're throwing it down the field in the double coverage out of bounds. Oh, and by the way, the only reason we're in that position is because we don't have anybody to hold the ball or kick it for that matter. I mean, the serious question is, at this point, more to who? Aylers to Houston or Houston to Aylers? Because I'm telling you what, you know, I haven't really seen you know, a whole lot of big-time recruits, you know, moving down from where he's got a couple of freshmen right now. I mean, he, and he inherited – a battle-tested vet that got beat up for years under Scotty Moe. I mean, is, is Houston really the answer? He had a perennial power in JMU, so was he actually having to go out and recruit against big schools? I'm confused here. I, I'm, I'm really confused because this wasn't just like a one-game mispreparation. These are multiple games now where we missed. State, we should have won. I'll be honest, State still hurts more than today. State still hurts more than today. Uh, Navy should have won. Granted, Navy had a good win today, right? So there should be only two losses on the schedule. So, I mean, I- I'm I'm curious. Is it something that, you know, Houston really brought in a new culture? Or did he just really have a whole strong group of veterans that came up through some terrible, terrible times and decided from their senior year they weren't going to bury themselves six feet under? Yeah, but, but then you would have thought that on senior day they would have – they would have performed a little bit better. If I mean, I'm not ready to get rid of Mike Houston if that's what you're getting to. I mean, uh, we, we we won't be able to answer that question until two years from now when these guys you're talking about are gone. So you're, or you're asking us to forecast it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned about, and I know a lot of people. And, and Cameron said Holton Naylor's the most overrated quarterback in ECU history. I mean, he's not the best quarterback we've had, but I've seen people say they're concerned about next year without him, and I am as well, just because of the unknown with Mason Garcia. Um, I'm to to I guess answer your big question is Mike Houston the guy? Uh, he is a ton better than the previous coach. 
i think he is a good football coach and uh, i'm definitely not ready to give up on mike houston no i'm not either and i just something that it, it kind of into my mind i just want to know what the coaches i would love to know what the coaches really 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 100 truthful think about mason garcia because there seems to be something there that maybe there's not a whole lot of confidence yeah. in mason garcia and that's just from the outside looking in i have no idea and i don't know and that's the thing is that's why i would want this is this game set up to be perfect for putting in mason garcia to see what he has when you're down 28 nothing you kick a field goal why not put him in you know let us the fans see what we you know see what the coaches see in practice uh and and maybe there's Maybe there's something to that that they don't have any confidence in him. I don't know. That's why I just truly would want to know what the coaches really think of Mason Garcia and if they think he definitely is the future of this team. Cheezel, uh, anything else? No, I mean, listen, I, I, I think everything you said is true, but I just I have a firm belief that you know we're getting a little bit fleeced here. I think that Mike Houston is not necessarily going to be in a long-term coach. I think he looks at us as a stepping stone. Well, yeah. Well, who doesn't? I, I, what, sure what, he does, but... Uh, I, I think I think aside aside from Ruffin McNeil, every yeah, coach that's ever him. come here has looked at it. Maybe Steve Logan would have stayed longer. I don't know if he looked at it as a, as a stepping stone because I think he truly enjoyed it here. He got to where he didn't want to recruit. He didn't want to deal with that situation anymore, and I think that was to his downfall. But... I don't know of another coach here that hasn't looked at it as a stepping stone. That's just what it is. Yeah. It really is. And and that may be the case, and that it could be an unfortunate case. It is the case. It, it, is, it, it is the case. Until East Carolina gets to a certain level, it is the case. And even then, it'll still be the case because yet, we've seen Lincoln Riley right. go from Oklahoma to and USC. That, I was about to say Every the same thing. Every job is a stepping stone I was job. about to say the same thing. Unless you're at Alabama – or you're at, I don't know, maybe USC or so, or Notre Dame or, you know, one of the... Brian Kelly went to LSU. This is true. LSU. I, think, I think aside from Alabama, who else do you put? Maybe LSU? Our stepping stone is smaller than theirs, but every <laughs> right. job is yeah. a stepping stone just yeah. about. So that's just every, the way Every it's coach be. is looking for the bigger, better deal. Let me ask you this, then. If those two extra wins that come on board with Navy and NC State, this becomes a much more lucrative and a much more... Uh, you know, hot job Absolutely. on the market. Ab- and, and, well, we're, we're and, not going to have to yeah. worry about that now because Mike Houston's going to be back next year. That's right. That's right. So we think. Let me ask you this then: How about Hugh Freeze down at Liberty? Would you take Hugh Freeze over Mike Houston? Hmm. No, I, I think you. I, I'm just Hugh not Freeze the, has done more as a football coach. Yeah, than but Mike I'm not Houston. in the camp of getting rid of Mike Houston. But I, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to fire our coach right now. No. You know what? It's a shame to see what happens with the boys on senior day, but I agree with you on Mason Garcia. I want to know, you know, is he really the real deal? If not, I agree with the other guy. So, so where we got to jump into the transfer portal and get something. Yeah, we might do that. We'll see. All right, Cheezle. Thanks, man. Cheezle in Maryland. Have a good one. All right. Cheers. A lot of questions. 317-1250. Travis is up next in Greenville. Hey, Travis. Travis. All right, let's try Chad. Shirley, uh, Travis is gone. Chad, are you there? And Farmville. Chad. All right, let's try Trent. Trent in Wilmington, are you there? I am. 
Philly, it's been too long. Cliff, I did a trivia with you, Stephen Igo, Daniel Olson back in the day, and Philly, I actually toured the WITN days during my student days from 2011 to 2014. You let me come in and... Oh, wow. There you go. Yes. All right. What's up, Trent? Hey, I just wanted... I'm going to take a complete 180-degree spin here, Cliff and Billy. I think, yes, it wasn't the best performance today, but I just want to commend the job that Mike Houston has done as a head coach and the 15 seniors have done, whether they played one year as a transfer in or somebody that has stayed, you know, as a multi-year transfer. I look at a guy like Aaron Jarman who came in from Temple that, you know, just did his job really well as a blocking tight end, helped, you know, open a lot of holes for Keaton Mitchell to have success. And, you know, I know people are not very high on Fulton and his production, but, you know, he holds a lot of East Carolina records. He holds a lot of AAC records. And Keaton Mitchell is on his way. You know, he's had two back-to-back thousand yards in a season. You know, when's the last time ECU really has seen that? You know, if we didn't see Rajay go down with an injury, you know, he was on his way to having another productive season, and we hope the best for his recovery. But there's a lot that can be said about this team that what if they have done. You took a guy from Ryan Jones, who played primarily defense at Oklahoma, and comes to ECU and has really learned the tight end position, and you would say he's probably one of the best tight ends East Carolina has seen in quite a while. He is. What what point are you making, Trent, with that? <laughs> That people just don't need to jump off the ship so quick. That look at the production that we have had in four years under Houston. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. And that the I guess the the cupboard can be restocked if we needed to be. Which this is a pretty young roster overall, anyway. Um, I mean, glaring is you're you're losing Holt Naylor's. You are losing uh, Winstead. Some guys, Ron Jones in the passing game, but yeah there's no doubt that we are further you know so far away from where we were when we were in the depths uh but you you just hope that you know tonight is a major anomaly and not a sign of things which i don't i don't think it is i don't think it is either that's why it's such a head scratcher and that's why you know some people are saying it's the worst football loss they've had in football and and so many blah 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 and all that it's because the expectations have been set a little bit higher now it's because east carolina hasn't seen those blowout losses like they saw under the scotty montgomery and the john thompson errors so you get used to being competitive and when you're not competitive it hurts it hurts and you start to you know you start to second uh second guess yourself and second guess the coaches and all that like clip said hopefully this is an anomaly i i really do think east carolina will bounce back will they win against temple on the road who knows i I think they will but i i can't assure you they probably i would have to bet that they would play much much better much more competitive for sure and i agree with that Billing, but you know, I totally, as somebody that has been a youth sports coach, you know, you do everything you can, you know, and sometimes a fluke game happens or, you know, something that you prepare for doesn't go the way it was. And, you, and you're right, Billy, it comes down to, you know, how do you respond to this? You know, it would be different if this was a trend, but in all these games this season, you know, I think we've only lost by a combined 18 points in three games before the BYU game. I mean, just give it time. I know. East Carolina fans, you know, I sort of love myself. You know, we're very hard on, you know, coaches and players. But it takes time. I mean, I think we've got the right coaches in place. We have the right pieces in place. And you bring, I think you brought in some guys like an Isaiah Winstead and a Jalen Johnson 
that you hear have done the right things with mentoring you know the younger guys on the team. And yes, you didn't see a lot of those guys play, but there's some pieces in place that are waiting in the wings. And you know maybe this wasn't just the opportunity for them to see it, but you know in two to three years, I think we're back to where we should have been a long time ago. Trent, uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you checking us out tonight. Absolutely. All right. Trent in Wilmington, 317-1250. We go to Banky in Greenville. Hello. Yellow. Hey, hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Man, man, man. Let me tell you what. This might be the most exciting day as a Pirate fan we could ever be. And let me tell you why. Because it is the start of a new era, and it is the end of an error. Because Holton Aylers, it's officially out of Greenville. Come on now, Pyro fans, let's get hyped up. It is the Mason Garcia error. It is time to begin a new chapter. Everyone thinks tonight has to be real sad, and, you know, we can all cry and be little girls about it. But look ahead, look to the future. It is the Martian, Mason Garcia error, and let's get this thing started off right. Good God Almighty, I am fired up. All right, Banky fired up after the 42-3 to loss. A new era has dawned. Yeah, that's a different spin on the game. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so uh, hopefully Banky's right, and there are uh, lots of wins and big numbers from Garcia to come, and I would like to see that start next week. I would like to see him get in the game with some – some drives that matter uh yeah. get him some meaningful minutes and meaningful snaps and you know what that's why i've said this all year too i am not opposed to getting in a quarterback um and, and scripting in a drive for him somewhere in the first or second quarter to get those experience reps um uh, skip holtz did that when he was here and, and i just don't understand if you know that's going to be your that's why i have so many questions because if you look at the schedule, you're going to the big house. Do you want that to be the very first college football game for Mason Garcia playing Michigan in the big house? Michigan, the entire offseason. You know what they're going to be showing their, their team? Film of App State. Do not let another North Carolina football team come in here and embarrass you like App State did. They are going to be so ready for East Carolina, it's not funny. Yeah. And then you're going to be throwing Mason Garcia, an unproven quarterback, to the Wolves. And Mike Houston's obviously playing for wins, to win every game. He I, also, get, I get that, too. He I also, get it. But, Billy, you keep bringing it up. If you're waving the white flag today, right. and That's, you're not playing to win that game, right. then put him in prime opportunity missed today so hopefully uh we see him next week see him in the bowl game and see what we got and uh and give him some important snaps because they're going to be needed uh heading into next year all right uh pays andy kevin hang on we'll take a break come back more calls on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show thanks to parker's barbecue for the awesome post-game food and for making Billy somewhat happy with some banana pudding. Hey, they do have desserts. Happy. It really does. Three locations in Greenville to serve you. They ship nationwide at parkersbarbecue.com. Thanks for their tremendous support and awesome post-game grub. We'll take a timeout, come back, more of your calls on the fifth quarter. Back with you after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you. 317-1250 Pit Electric Live Line. You are tuned in to the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Sailor locations. Experience the highest standard of customer service. Next to Little Caesars on Charles Boulevard in Greenville in front of Lowe's on Memorial Drive. Next to Walmart on 10th Street in Greenville. And the U.S. Sailor store in the Greenville Mall behind the Chick-fil-A. I just thought of something can't wait to hear it not going to be very hard to pick out the brown and wood drive of the game i thought about that late in the game we <laughs> and didn't even bring it up with you but and i don't even think it, it we might not have one tonight we might just talk about brown and wood it's the field because goal, it, yes. really yeah the one you hate so much well i mean that was the only scoring it, drive <laughs> it was but are we going to count that i mean it, it's giving right. you bad hey look it's counted on the scoreboard and it's not a shutout loss so right. that's all that matters. I think I could find right. a better drive, maybe where they didn't convert on fourth down or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Than a field goal that, that, <laughs> that you hated. That I we all hate hated, it. by the way. I not did. Just I really. hated it. Everybody yeah. hated it. All right. Uh, Randy, Kevin, Andy, hang on. Let's go to B. Pays in Raleigh. What's up, Pays? What's going on, fellas? So, you know, one thing we got to remember, this conference is probably going to ease up a little bit next year. That's a good thing. Um, I mean, I think UTSA style is UAB. Um, you know, there's some there's some teams coming in that you know, play good football, so that'll help us. Because you know, you look at you look at Michigan, and you look at App State, Marshall, and Gardner Webb as your first four games. Um, I do think I think Mike Houston's going to have to come to a, at a crossroads with Donnie Kirkpatrick. He's either going to, you know, I mean, DK's called some good games, but then there's I think somebody said other oh, day it's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's just sometimes it's just bad, and you know. I would take my chances if you want to improve Mason Garcia. I would take my chances on bringing the new offensive coordinator and a guy that has worked with quarterbacks um, to get him in there because we're going to have to go to the transfer portal for a quarterback. I don't think there's no. I mean, what do y'all think? I don't think there's no question we get in the transfer portal for a quarterback. Well, I think you got to look. I, I think absolutely you have to look. There's got to be somebody out there in college football, a quarterback that's very, very good sitting behind somebody or, or not in a, in a situation that he is, is comfortable with and wants to get out. Um, that's just the world that we live in right now. So I think, I, I think you do yourself an, an injustice if you don't look into the transfer portal. Yeah, because you got to remember, even in the, you know, when Cardin was leaving and Ben Kurt was the guy, they brought Philip Nelson in. And you know, Philip Nelson pushed Ben Kurt. I mean, there, there's, there's, you know, if you know, I know Ben Kurt got hurt, and he probably was going to be the starting quarterback. From what I was told, I mean, that was when I was covering, and I think Philip, I think Nelson was pressing him. You know, I think, I think Nelson was pressing him for the starting job. Well, that year Nelson was ineligible, right? Because we had to go Blake Kemp and James Summers. I'm talking not the oh yeah that's fifty. I'm talking about sixteen. You're right, the following year because Nelson Nelson was brought in, but was uh, not. They tried to get him eligible, right? But he had to wait a year. Yeah, yeah. They tried to get was a real last minute. They were still trying to get him yeah. eligible. But they brought, but they brought it. You know, he was still. I think he was still practicing. If I remember right. Yeah, and I mean sixteen. If everything goes right, you had a Nelson versus you know depending on what Ben Kurt did in fifteen. I mean, it's all hypotheticals now, but yeah, they they hit the portal even then before the portal was a thing, pretty much. Yeah. A- absolutely. So I think that's that. You know, right now, you know, what's crazy about this season is it looks like East Carolina is going to end up sixth in the AAC. And if I remember right, 
clip. Did they pick him sixth or was it fifth in the, in the early in the season pro? I, I know it was definitely in the middle of the pack. Yeah, exactly they had a bunch of teams kind of right there yeah. in the middle together. So I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, because it looks like we're going to end up sixth in the conference because if we win next, I, I, we're three and four right now. I, I don't know who Navy's got left, but we, we're not going to win the tiebreaker with Navy. Navy's four and four in the conference now. You know, SMU's ahead of us. Houston's ahead of us. We've lost to Tulane, lost to Cincinnati. Um, you know, I don't know what the SMU tiebreaker would be. But it looks like this thing's going to play out. If we win next week, this thing's going to play out where, you know, we're 7-5, we're 4-4 and five, we're four and four in the conference. We were 5-3 and three last year in the conference. I don't know if that's a step back. We're still got the same, you know, we still have the same record as we did last year. But I'm telling you, I think this thing is, you know, I wanted to go to the Military Bowl. But, man, I'm telling you, I think this thing is setting up for the Myrtle Beach Bowl versus App State or Marshall. I think I think both of those, because if we end up six in this conference, those first four, you know, military is probably going to grab Cincinnati, Fenway grabs UCF. The winner probably goes to the New Year's Six Bowl. They'll probably put, you know, Independence Bowl could be a thing. But who y'all want to play, App State or Marshall in the uh, – Either one. I think either one will be a good matchup. I really do. I'd like to see App State in a bowl game just because because we've played Marshall a a bunch. You know that was one of those teams that we and we've seen them. You the infamous GMAC bowl with you know Byron Leftwich and uh, David Garrard doing battle in that epic what four overtime game or whatever it was down in uh, Mobile. So kind of been there done that i'd like to see something different app in a bowl game i think would be cool and i think myrtle beach would love that because i, I definitely think it'd be a sellout yeah i do too now the only thing i would say about that is somebody who grew up in west virginia that was 12 years old myrtle beach is the west virginia capital of america it is where everybody <laughs> from west virginia goes to retire and marshall has a ton of alumni in the state of north carolina and south carolina so i think i think either way i think that would be good but you know i you know i, I think that I think that's where we end up because I think it's at a point now it's going to be after those top four with Fenway and, you know, I think Armed Forces, I think it's going to be a geographical thing. And I think yeah. Myrtle Beach Bowl, I mean, I think, what's that thing hold, 25,000? Yeah, it's it's not very big. That's why I say it. It, it would definitely sell out. You know, and then you could go down to Broadway and Beach and get drunk and back it back to your hotel and go to the game the next day. So, all right, fellas, y'all have a good one. All I right. I want to call in tonight. All right, Pace. Good evening, from man. Pays in uh, Raleigh, 317-1250. Uh, we'll be talking about that quite a bit after the Temple game, uh, looking at bowl destinations and where we'll land. Uh, Andy is up in Charlotte. Hey, Andy. Hey, good evening, guys. Uh, good to talk to you. Hey, uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, I was unable to make the game, but I watched the coverage on ESPN. <clears throat> and at halftime, they did a great piece on Holton. But one of the things I noticed, if you saw his shirt, you know, it had this big Mardi Gras, you know, bowl-bound graffiti across it. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, I get it. We're not playing in the conference championship. But the breakout, the bowl-bound T-shirts with there's two, you know, what was three games left to go. I, I, I mean, you're kind of telling 18, 19, 20-year-old kids kind of subconsciously, hey, we've achieved our goals, right? Like, again, I get it. We're not playing for the conference championship. But I just thought that, it's kind of it's kind of bad timing is to break out the bowl bound t shirts when there's still something to play for, right? Senior day and, and and so forth. So again, we didn't lose the game because of a t shirt, but I just feel like 
it, it, I, it didn't sit well with me at the score at halftime and then the rest of the game, you know, just thinking about that, right? Like, it, it, I, 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 I don't know, but I'd love to get you guys kind of kind of thoughts on that. You guys have probably, I'm in Charlotte, but you guys have probably seen those shirts flying around a lot more than I have. I, I actually haven't seen I haven't either. Uh, no. But, I mean, I, when did you say you saw this? Was this after BYU or since then? Like right You said after, it was the halftime show, it, right? This, this was this was today, the halftime piece with Ehlers. Oh, okay. Studio with, with Bailey, and, you know, they're showing a bunch of clips and the T-shirt that he had on, you know, again, bowl bound. <laughs> yeah, I, well, he probably just could have been a, he threw on a shirt, but, like. I, I don't know. I hear you, and, I mean, all the players we talked to, that, that they've said, and that's not their main goal. They had other goals. I hear you. I mean, it's kind of like a champagne celebration after you win your division in baseball. And then you win, a, like, you win uh, the first round of the playoffs. There's another champagne celebration. Like, you just keep celebrating. Right. I, I don't know. I think it, it's – they hit one of their goals. I don't think any of them wanted it to be the end-all, be-all. But I, I I hear you. Maybe a psychological thing where you say, okay, we can quit working now. I don't believe that's the case, but I don't know. Good eye, Andy. Well, yeah, and, and I think that T-shirt, if it was the same piece that was on the coach's show last week and that was probably taped – uh, or recorded even before that so it's a little old in retrospect looking back so it's it's something and i i know how it is and what what when espn and those those broadcasts come in a lot of times they will get with the local affiliates or whoever has the coaches show and say hey do you got anything we can run to fill some time during our halftime show bailey and those guys probably sent them something over so i wouldn't expect that that was a very fresh story so jay says it was on the coaches show last sunday yeah meaning if they had that footage it would have been after the byu after before the BYU, cincinnati before so. the cincinnati so it's it's a good two weeks old so i i don't i think they're still that fresh you know when they got bowl eligible and all so i i don't i wouldn't take a whole lot of that away from that yeah, yeah. I, I, it just didn't sit well as you're sitting there watching. No, and and I understand. And it's <laughs> these it's these types of games that stuff like that is picked out and picked apart. I oh yeah, that. I get it. I mean, I thought it was like, all right, here's the worst performance of Holden Aylers and ECU all year, and the halftime show is his career. And it's like, boy, this is this is a planned deal, but it just stinks that it's right now and it's, the first half went the way it did. Right. But uh, but yeah, kind of like when we do this show and we're and everybody's calling and talking about how bad Ailers was, and then we cut to a Parker's barbecue commercial with <laughs> right. Holt Ailers talking. It's bad time. That's in the log. That's already planned. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's just yeah. one of those things. But but hey, to the to the point of the last calls about uh, the bowl game, I'd love to to play app. You know, still got a bad taste in my mouth what they did to us here in Charlotte. Absolutely, love to. I, I I'd love to get after them in uh, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good that's a good game to have on the schedule in the regular season. I'm I'm looking forward to that next year as well. And I think I think we should play App a lot. They're they're a, a quality football team. I think it's it draws great fans, uh, a lot of energy, and I think that'd be a great bowl game. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for taking my call, guys. All right, Andy. Thanks, man. Um, boy, we and football people across the world have been lying for years, uh, Billy. What's that? Just saw this stat on the UB stat sheet. Uh, Stephen Iger says, East Carolina did not commit a penalty in a game for the first time since the 2012 New Orleans Bowl. Also, you mentioned coming onto the show, didn't we win the turnover battle? I think so. If I remember, there was only one turnover in the game. Should have been two. It looked like East Carolina had an interception in the end zone that was 
called an incomplete pass. But yeah, winning the turnover battle most of the time. <laughs> no penalties. No, win the turnover if battle. If you told me that before the game, <laughs> I would have said East Carolina is going to win this game. You, you lose by 39. <laughs> what in the world? Apparently penalties and turnovers don't matter. My God, that's insane. That is. That is no insane. penalties. Absolutely. Turnovers insane. and you lose by 39. But... But you get your butt kicked in every other statistical category <laughs> yeah. there is. There's plenty so. of other ones to look right. at. You're right. Yeah. Total yardage, yeah. first downs, other important ones, conversions on third downs, zero for four on fourth downs. So you name it. Yeah. Kevin is up next in Greenville. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Clip Billy. What's going on, guys? What's hey, up? man. Um, so, yeah, my post game analysis is pretty simple, and that's uh, what can go wrong went wrong. Um, and I, I hate it, man. These. Uh, I hate it for the seniors, and um, you know I hate it for uh, Holton. But one thing I can, that I'm glad I can say is that I've, you cannot find anything where I've ever badmouthed Holton. I know a lot of these guys that um, just constantly it's like you know put Garcia in, put Garcia in. But uh, man, uh, we've been really lucky to have him all this time. Um, I remember me and my wife um, went to Conley his junior senior year to watch him play when we knew that you know he was probably going to come to East Carolina to play. And I'm I'm gonna miss seeing that guy. But um other than that, um I mean, yeah, it was a tough loss. Um I'm, I'm hoping we got another year with uh, Mike. Um uh, but I have to say is that I'm am I do believe that some changes got to be made in the off season. Um especially with offense and special teams and you know, hopefully they can bring in a um a kicking specialist because that's definitely something that, you know, we need some big time improvement on. Um other than that, um I did want to bring back a thing with the second caller that um, was griping about the um, the camera crew up in the stands. And if you're going to get mad at the camera crew for filming our fans leaving, be mad at our fans for leaving. All right, get to the game, stay the game, cheer for our boys, win or loss. And that's all I got to say, guys. All right, Kevin. Thanks for the call, man. I mean, as I told Billy earlier, if there's – fans in the stands and it's a good game the camera crew doesn't have room to go into the That's stands right. and they would have never been up there so that is a moot point uh, about all this and everything today yeah kevin you hit on something too and i just want to reiterate and make sure people are very clear on this that when i say that i think mason garcia should be in the game that he should get some quality playing time that is not an indictment at all on Holt Nailers. I think Holt Nailers should be the starting quarterback. I don't have a problem with that at all and him starting and finishing and blah, blah, blah and all that. I just want to see uh, Mason get some quality playing time because, like I said earlier, you're I hate to throw that young man to the Wolves at Michigan game one next season without any quality experience. All right, uh, 317-1250. Tim had a question on Facebook. Why does Clip have a green hat on? Multiple reasons. Mainly because I want to. That's reason number one. I knew that was coming. Uh, Reason two. Hey, March is right around the corner. Reason two, it's a really cool hat. It is a cool hat. I mentioned that in the uh, pregame show that I like that hat. So those are two of the reasons. But again, the main one, because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Is right. it, oh yeah, that's got the shamrock on the back. That is the ECU baseball yes. uh, shamrock hat, right? Yeah, I like that. I think it it's, is cool. a, it's a really cool hat. I, no, there's no rule that says you can't wear a shamrock hat in uh, November. There, if if there is, I'm leaving the that's country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be a shame. Free to do what you want. Man. Thank you, Billy. We're in America, right? It's America. It's America. Randy is in Greenville, America. Hello, Randy. Hey guys. 
I um, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, I'll miss Holton too, just to, for the sense that he's been so dedicated with toughness, played behind some just terrible lines his first couple years. But but uh, and I like Mike Houston too. Um, I think he's done a great job turning the program around. They they ran into a buzz all today. Totally, it was a total team and coaches loss. But I don't like Mike Houston's offense so good. I mean, it, it reminds me of Skip Holtz's offenses, which I didn't really like that much either. But uh, you know, if you have a great defense, you can you can run these type of offenses. But um, I'm not really totally sold on Mike. I mean, uh, Garcia going forward. Uh, the times I've seen him, and, and I will say to be fair, he hasn't been in hardly any the past couple of years. But um, you know, if if we, we we need a we need to bring in some really good talented quarterbacks. But the thing is, with this type of offense, it kind of makes it hard to attract a really high caliber pocket passer. Uh, tight quarterback, really. Well, well, if like you said, this this the offensive line is not predicated to have a pure pocket passer. This this offensive line just hasn't proven over uh, well last few. I mean, I can't remember an offensive line that was was good enough to have a pure pocket passer. I'd rather not have a pure pocket passer. I'd rather have a guy like Toon and the guys that have given us trouble and a guy that can scramble and run around. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I I see what you're saying, and I I totally agree. I mean, the best overall is to have a a mobile quarterback that's a great passer. You know, um, I I get that. I agree. Um, I'm just saying that our lines, you know, Steve Logan had the wide open offense, and his philosophy was because we would never be able to recruit in the top offensive line talent to be able to run it down your throat like a Alabama or a Ohio State. And I totally agree. To me, of all the offenses we've had, I liked the Steve Logan offense first. I liked the Air Raid second. Um, I don't. I just don't think we're going to have the offensive line talent year in and year out in the future. Uh, to be able to, to have a really dynamic running game, I know we got some talented backs. You know, we definitely have the backs to do it. We, but, and I, I get what you're saying. You know, our offensive lines haven't really proven to be good pass protectors either. Yeah, and if you think about it, um, offensive linemen are very hard to find. Good ones. I mean, think about it. To be a good offensive line, men, you have to be. 6'4", 300 pounds, and run like a deer. Um, those guys don't grow on trees. They really don't. It's tough. That is the toughest, probably the toughest position in all of football is the offensive line. They've got to be smart. They've got to be big. Uh, they've got to be tall. And they've got to be fast. And that's that's a tough combination. It really is. It's tough. And it's especially tough at places like East Carolina. Like you said, it's not Alabama. It's not Ohio State where they have traditions of national champions and putting guys in the NFL on the offensive line. You know, I mean, East Carolina's had a ton of offense or a ton of players gone to the NFL. But you're getting what I'm saying here. They don't have the reputation that these big schools have. So these, you know, offensive linemen that are very hard to find don't come to places like East Carolina. You have to develop them. Yeah, and and you know, to to get off the offense to the the our secondary 
talent has got to be upgraded, and hopefully it will. And I think it has over the past three years, but we're not there yet. Um, uh, teams like uh, Cincinnati and definitely Houston. You know, and Houston had a Steve Logan-type offensive-minded uh, coach. You know, Dana Holgerson, I mean, he, he just drew up the master plan, and we, we, we couldn't cover their guys all day. And it is true, we couldn't get to their quarterback. They protected him very well. But, I mean, this reminded me of some of the teams in the past that would come in here with Louisville and Houston that just marched down the field mostly all day. But uh, really, to me, the offense played horrible today, and, and they had a great a great plan to defend us, you know. All right, Randy. Thanks for the call, man. All right. There's Randy in Greenville giving his thoughts after this 42-3 to beatdown uh, tonight at Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. 317-1250. Atticus, our former intern, went to the game and uh, is calling in. What's up, Atticus? Clip, I, I'm just upset. I, I really thought it was going to be a special season for the Pirates, and I, I look like a fool, but all offseason I told people that we were going to have a special team. We were going to be NC State. We were going to do all sorts of great things. And you know what? We had the team for it. We shot ourselves in the foot. We were only outplayed twice tonight in Tulane. And I, and I, I would say that neither of those performances happened if it weren't for the things that had happened prior to that. If we don't lose to Cincinnati, this doesn't happen today. If we don't shoot ourselves in the foot against Navy and State, that Tulane performance doesn't happen. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. That just... What what a, what a what a disappointing season! I had really high expectations. I really thought we were going to do great things, and and I, and I say that. And and you know what, Clip? Uh, I'm going to put the ball in your court for a second. The rest of this call, would you like me to go positive or negative? Which direction would you like me to take it in? Because I could take it either way. What, what would you prefer? Sir? No, I want to go negative. I got to hear this. Uh, all right, Billy wants to go negative. Let's go. I, negative. I just got to hear it. You know, honestly, I was kind of bluffing. I was hoping. <laughs> 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 good move please <laughs> like, you know, i'll give them the illusion of choice um so i'm gonna say that i have a hearing problem you said positive okay yeah <laughs> um, you know i i am in greenville north carolina right now you know i live in charlotte i love this great university this great town this great county this part of the region of the united states i love it and I'll say this, you know what, we, 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 we brought a, a group of friends down from Charlotte, some of us went to school here, my girlfriend who went to South Carolina right here to the left of me, she's a little tired, but she's here, and we all came down here and we're having a blast. And I'll say this, we, we, we brought a bunch of people down here, and we tailgated for ECU football, and it, it felt different than it did when I was in school here. It felt special, it was a good time, everyone had a blast, it brought people together, people were smiling, it was all positive energy. Hello, Chris. One second, I'm on the radio, sir. And uh, you know what? At the end of the day, it, there's nothing that can bring the United States of America together like ECU Pirate Football can. And you know what? The midterms just ended, and at the end of the day, I saw one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and pirate football for all. And with that being said, I can't go to sleep with a frown on my face. And we're going to – I hope we play out in the bowl game because you know what? Like whoever an hour ago said, they loved a bad taste in my mouth. They whooped us to Charlotte, and I can't wait to beat them. Chris, do you have anything to say to the people? Look, Pirate football is back. This is just an off week. 
this is nothing. This is not something I'm upset about, not something I'm concerned about. This is the future of a program that we're building year after year after year. This is Mike Houston. This is Mike Houston we're talking about. Houston. He built JMU football from the ground up. JMU football, they're not good because they're good right now. They don't have the best players just because they got lucky. Mike Houston built that program from the ground up. Year after no, he didn't. Year, a decade worth. Mike Houston is our guy. That's all there is to it. Mike Houston. Mike Houston. <laughs> all right. Mike Houston. We got it. Okay. All right. Atticus, Atticus, Atticus. Ah, uh, there you go, Atticus and uh, Chris. I think he said, "Yeah, Chris um, was in the background trying to slow his roll with some positivity there yeah. here on the uh, fifth quarter." I tried to get the negative out of him. I really wanted to. Get I know that, that would have been great, but uh, but Atticus was fired up. He's going to bed with a smile on his face. Yeah. yeah. All right, Will Jerome Mitchell, hang on. We roll on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Talking about a shootout. Maryland goes for it on fourth down and goal, and they get it. A rollout by Tua's little brother, and he hits a receiver in the end zone. It is Ohio State 33, Maryland 30. A good one going on in College Park. All right, we'll take a break, come back, have more for you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, Miami is getting drubbed by Clemson right now. Four and a half minutes to go in the game, and the Tigers have a 33-10 lead over the Hurricanes. Louisville has extended their uh, lead over NC State 25-10 with about three minutes to go in that game. Ohio State and Maryland, as uh, Clip mentioned a few minutes ago, in a shootout, 33-30 is that score with the Buckeyes in the lead, and they are marching down the field by eight minutes to go in that game. Penn State has a 48-10 lead over Rutgers in the fourth. Southern Miss trails South Alabama 27-17. Texas beating up on Kansas 55-14 is that score. Georgia defeated uh, Kentucky 16-6, and Cincinnati leads Temple 23-3 with the fourth quarter just underway. North Carolina has a 17-0 lead over Georgia Tech in the second quarter, and Auburn and Western Kentucky were tied, but uh, Auburn has uh, put 10 more points on the board. They now lead it 27-17 at the start of the fourth quarter. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buckets, your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night, and you can follow the Buck on Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you. Oh, yeah, the Buck. The Buck, the Buck, the Buck, the Buck, the Buck, the Buck, the Buck. Chan, man, you've been quiet over there. I need some Buck or something. Chan, what's up? Buck it up, man. How you doing? Buck it up. How you feeling? What's up, guys? You um, all right? You all right? Jamie? How y'all doing? How y'all doing tonight? Better than you. You you all right? Over how there? y'all doing tonight? Y'all doing all right? Yeah, you doing all right? You're doing all right? Um, my man. I mean, what do I have to say? <laughs> do I have to say something? Yes, you're oh on the show. God. Chandler went to the game. What do you think of the game tonight? Upset. Um, 
We'll get. Let's, can we get to it yeah, later? We, we got, got we got calls. calls. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was going to be quick and had something. No, was... Chandler's never quick. Oh, no, jeez, it takes a while. So, oh, all right. Man. Well, I didn't want to say anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, let's get to the calls. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. I saw a guy today say um, on uh, YouTube or Facebook that like. It's the first game he's ever been to, and he hasn't had one high-five opportunity. I saw the same thing, too, and thought, you know what? I Because I'm in the stands with my daughter, and we really get into the games a lot of times, especially her. She really gets into them. Um, and we high-five a lot and do, yeah, nothing. Like Even not in one. bad games, you get off to a decent start, or you kind of cut into a lead. There no, was wait a minute, wait, 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 the interception. The ECU interception. Oh yeah, because that was still was like it was relatively right. Then, right. It was early in the game. I did high. I did get a high five for that one. One high five moment. Yep, one today for yep. uh, East Carolina mm-hmm. fans. All right, uh, Thomas Mitchell, Jerome, hang on. Let's go to Will in Moorhead City. Hello, Will. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> All right, hey Will. Hey, so uh, today I had the privilege of hanging out with, uh, and watching the game with some of uh, our ECU football alums. Uh, Shane Carden, DJ Strzok, Bryce Williams, GT Boyd. And it, it was just unfortunate to see ECU football uh, unfold throughout the game. And I, I would have loved to have seen us win. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen well, those guys would have loved to have seen them win. Um, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people are, are, are pointing, at, pointing the fingers towards the coaching, but. You know, I think Mike Houston isn't the problem. I think ultimately today, players just didn't show up. You know, it, you know, everyone can always point the fingers at coaching and play call and whatever, but today I think the players did not show up. They did not play. Our defense has been, has been playing great all year. But today, I don't know what happened, but ultimately I, I just – they were scared. And uh, I just – all right will um it was uh, we've talked about a letdown like letting one team beat you twice type of thing with cincinnati last week i mean was it they were too high because they celebrated bowl eligibility people have said that i don't know i I don't uh, was it too much focus on senior day not enough about the opponent i've heard that too I mean, I like to think this team prepared the way they always do, but certainly didn't look like it when they came out of the uh, gates today. You know, I think sometimes just the snowball starts to roll and you can't stop it. And and I think that was definitely a case with East Carolina today. The first, if you remember, the first two possessions for East Carolina were three and out. If you remember, I think on the very first possession, C.J. Johnson got just crushed over the middle, sandwiched in between two defenders and laid on the the turf for a bit. That's got to be nerve-wracking. And I think those first two possessions, and then, of course, with uh, Houston, the way they came out on their first possession, they had East Carolina's defense had Houston – on the on their third offensive play of the game in a third and long situation, they gave up that third and long. Houston went right down the field, scored seven nothing, and I think East Carolina never got into any kind of rhythm. Uh, they were behind the chains all day, and after those first two possessions, and when Houston scored, like I said, that small snowball just kept building and building and building, and they they just never never got any kind of rhythm whatsoever today. All right, 317-1250. Jerome is up next in Greenville. Hey, Jerome. What's up, guys? Um, 
<clears throat> I'm kind of confused because, like you said, that snowball kept going and going. Well, in the third quarter, we got some momentum. We got down to well, it was fourth and goal, maybe from the five or six yard line, yep. and we kicked the field goal. Yeah, yeah. What type of message is that sent into your team? I, I said that from the very start. That message is sent loud and clear. We're throwing up the white flag. Clip, clip, look, clip, put it perfectly. You went from being down four scores to kicking a field goal and being down four scores. Four possessions, yeah. It did nothing. It only sent a message to your team that a I don't have confidence in you because you've gone for fourth down, um, fourth and and eight once, and fourth down another time, and you didn't make it. Um, we don't want to get shut out. Uh, that's embarrassing. But then 42 to three is embarrassing as well. So I think right then you sent a message to your team that you were throwing up the white flag. I didn't agree with that. Uh, a lot of the fans in the stands were with me booing. I, I mean, I wasn't booing, but there was a lot of fans in the stands booing that call. And rightly so, I think. Yes, sir. Because like I remember vaguely, I remember, I remember it. He got interviewed after the BYU game, and we got stuffed on a fourth and one at the nine-yard line, and he distinctly said we were trying to win the game. And then today we kick a field goal. That said, that spoke volumes to me. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I don't know why you go for the field goal there. And then I also said the same thing, too, after that. If, if you're going to send that message, if you're going to throw up the white flag, that's when you take Holton out uh, so you don't risk any injury to the guy that you're going to have to have in the Temple game and you're going to have to have in the bowl game and who is your leader and who is your senior. Um, you, you don't risk injury to him. You go ahead and put Mason Garcia in for some legitimate snaps against a very good uh, Houston football team, and it didn't happen. I just I don't understand that. All right, Jerome, thanks for the call. 317-1250. I knew he was going to bring that up. He had already messaged me about it, and it's still irking him, just like it is you, Weave. It is. All these uh, hours later. All right, uh, Mitchell is up in Winston-Salem. Hey, Mitchell. Hey, guys. Uh, I think it was a case of we played our worst game of the year, and Houston played their best, and that that kind of collided to end up, you know, with with the score like it like it was. I'm I'm just elated that we're already bowl eligible because if we weren't, I'd be very concerned going into the Temple game. But as it stands now, I think what I would do is I would start Garcia against Temple and, and let him play the whole game. Let Holton do nothing but rest. The the Temple game means nothing right now, and Garcia needs an entire game where he can show what he's got and so he can see what it takes to 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 win a game and Holton just needs to rest that shoulder and get ready for the bowl game the bowl game at this point is far more important than the temple game and uh I uh I I don't I don't think we'll do it I I think we'll we'll start Holton and, and then not put Garcia in to the end which means nothing but I I vote right now just let Garcia play the whole game, and it's not because I'm mad at Holton. It's not because Holton, I don't think, would do a good job against Temple. He just needs to rest. He's uh, he's physically struggling right 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 now, and uh, you know he he obviously does not want to run the ball because he doesn't he he doesn't want to get his sh- shoulder knocked out again, and that's one of Garcia's strengths is running the ball. So uh, we should go up to Temple and just run him to death. Let 
let Keaton run, let Marlin run, and let uh, Garcia run. And I, I think we'd have a good shot at winning that game and guaranteeing a winning season and, and then go into the, the bowl game with a well-rested holder. Do you all agree or disagree? Hold, I mean, uh, I'm sorry about that. Mitchell, I, I actually agree with that 100% because I think if you can look at it in a situation, say – you're an NFL team and you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you know you're getting to the last game of the season which really means nothing you rest all your starters you sit your quarterback um, that is not an indictment on the quarterback um, any bad plays or anything I agree and I you know what to tell you the truth I think Holt Naylor's I know Holt Naylor's is a mature young man he really is and I don't think he would be against that I really don't um, I don't. I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Or the situation where maybe you start Holton, um, let him play a couple of series, and then sit him and let Garcia take the reins from then on out, so that you get him some meaningful snaps. I think either one of those situations would work. Um, I don't hate that starting Garcia and letting him have the whole game. I think maybe a better situation is to let Holton go ahead and start. That kind of sends a message to him. You are our guy. We want you healthy. You know, get a couple reps in there to keep a little bit fresh so there's not that rustiness going into a bowl game. Because you got to remember, a bowl game is going to be a few weeks out. So that's that much extra time. That's another extra week where Holton's not getting any quality reps. So I think you get him in early just to keep the rust off during that preparation for a bowl game and let Mason Garcia take the reins. I don't, I, I don't think that's a bad decision at all all right what do you think he said what do you think oh i hadn't uh, thought about the whole start and and play the whole game I, but i definitely want uh, him to play meaningful minutes in the first half in a game that is not out of reach when we're actively trying to score and play in a first team defense i need uh to see mason garcia with those opportunities so if that's sitting holding and letting him run to play the whole game that's fine but i at least want to see him in meaningful series in the first half next week absolutely well gentlemen thank you for for all y'all do and uh i'm i'm not overly concerned i mean this was this was an awful game but uh it's just it's just a bad game and we we had four or five excellent games in a, in a, in a row you can't expect a team to play great every single week so we just took it on the chin the good news is, is is that we're back as a program, we're back as a team. Uh, the coaching staff, with the exception of special teams, is is doing their job well. Uh, you know, we've got some we got some really good talent out out there, and, and I see no reason to think that the future is nothing but rosy. You know, we're uh, we're going to be in a conference that we now are going to be able to win in a conference that if we just keep our nose to the grindstone we can actually dominate you know our biggest competition is going to be smu memphis and utsa and probably uab uh, but they are not the juggernauts that cincinnati ucf and, and houston have been over the last three or four years so i i'm not like the folks that are in a depression because we're not going to the big 12 I think we're we're being handed a gift here, and the gift is our our easiest path to conference championships is in the American, the, the weakened American, and our easiest path to a big bowl game is to be the number one team in the in the group of five, and that's that's to me that is obvious. If we were in the Big Twelve, it would be a bloodbath. 
you got you got Baylor, West Virginia, um, you know Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, UCF, um, Houston, and you know some years you wouldn't win a single one of those games. And so I, I think we need to be realistic with ourselves and say our number one goal is to win ball games. It's not to be in a major conference. Being in a major conference does nothing for you. Just ask Vanderbilt. And, you know, I, I want to get back to the point to where we're winning conference championships and being ranked in the top 25. And I don't think that would happen to us in the Big 12, but it can happen to us in the new American. Thank you, folks. All right, Mitchell. Thanks, man. Um, we'll get to that later. Uh, but I think you bring up a good point with your the easiest, quote-unquote, path to the uh the playoff yeah but i would just love to be able for a head coach at east carolina to sit into a recruits living room and sell the big 12 and to have that money yes and and, you know you talk about vanderbilt i get it but let me tell you what vanderbilt's cashing a pretty darn big check i i tend to agree that it might be easier to get in that way to be the top group of five the problem is that didn't get you into the playoff now if there's an expanded playoff maybe right but um would we take the but that's a different conversation yeah, than is it better to be in the AAC or and Big cons 12 on both sides. the answer is Big 12 yeah 100 yeah, yeah. yeah. all right um Thomas is in Greenville hey Thomas how you doing good how are you doing good man doing good well I this is just my opinion but you can't have Mike Houston sitting in the recruits living room and talking to him about coming to Greenville when you can only score three points against Houston and even think about playing the Big Ten or the Big 12. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to happen. Bottom line is, I don't know where the coaches were this week. I don't know where the players were this week. Somebody was on vacation. I don't know. But why would you even think about kicking the field goal in a game when you're down that many points at that point in the game? It, it, it's ridiculous unless you're just trying to get against uh, – uh, give the field goal kicker uh, – uh, a, ch- a chance of getting uh, a little uh, momentum going for him. But like you said earlier, the guy wins to Salem. Uh, I hope and pray that uh, this game is put behind us and we can go to Philadelphia and we can win. But uh, Donnie Kilpatrick's got to come up with something better than what's happening right now because this today was embarrassing. On senior day, all the seniors that played, and you give me this kind of effort, I can't see it, man. It's your last game for some of the guys. And you give me this effort, I don't understand it. Something's got to change. But uh, either way, if Garcia don't play next week, he won't play at all in the bowl game unless it's a blowout, which goes back to spring. And, and, and live game action has nothing to do with spring ball or game or week weekday practice. When it's live. When it's live in in, in the during the, in a game, is a whole different ball game just practicing during the week. Only you guys. Yeah, I agree 100%. You cannot simulate speed, opponent speed. You, you can't do that with a scout team in practice. You just can't. You just have to have live reps. I agree 100%. All right, Thomas. Thanks for the call. I like how he threw it to us, too. Yeah. All right, back, back to, you. to you. Back to you in the studio. Back to you in the studio. All right, Steve, Jamison, Hunter, hang on. 317-1250. We're back with more of your calls on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. Pit Electric Live line has been lit up since the end of this one, and we're taking more of your calls after this.
You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. All right, drowning the sorrows with a shrimp burger from Parker's Barbecue. Three locations in Greenville to serve you. You can order uh, nationwide. It can get shipped to you at parkersbbq.com. Thanks to them for their support and for uh, providing us with some awesome post-game food here on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. All right, lines. Uh, we actually have an open line, 317-1250. Steve, Jameson, uh, hang on. Hunter in Greenville, you're up next. Hey, Hunter. <clears throat> Hunter gone. is gone. Let's try Jameson in Fayetteville. Hey, Jameson. Hey, how are we doing, boss? All right. Uh, I just want to first start off with thanking Holden Aylers for the five years that he's put into this program, being a huge impact. And he's going to make a huge back in the NFL going third round. All i got to say is when he leaves, Donnie needs to go with him because the way he played that game today was pitiful. And I'll be honest. And I'm a diehard Pirate fan, but the way he acted against a mediocre, at best, Houston Cougars team blows my mind. And the fact that I paid all kind of money, family, whatever paid all this, blows my mind. I just want to know your take on that. And also, I hope Tennessee gets in on the fourth spot in the college football playoff. Good balls, baby. All right, there's Jamison. Um, it's pretty shocking that a Houston team that gave up 77 points to SMU <laughs> yeah. and almost as bad as that gives up 30-plus to Temple, right. who has trouble scoring, can come in here and basically shut out the Pirates today. I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. there's so much head scratching right now and it's just there's a lot of unanswered questions and you know sometimes that just happens in sports i mean how many times that's pretty much all we can say right now because it's hard to explain yeah and to tell you the truth i think it's hard to explain for the coaches and the players i mean stuff like that just happens sometimes like i said that snowball gets going downhill man you just you just can't stop it and for whatever reason sometimes you just don't know it's i've been in i've been to many east carolina games especially on the road when east carolina is playing well i can remember going into Tulane, uh, I think, you know, ranked in the top 15, top 20 nationally, they go down there and lay an egg or, you know, go to UAB or places like that. You just, for some reason, there's no energy. You're, it's just, it's just dead. And that was the situation today. I didn't feel like the side line was very energetic. I didn't feel like they ever got any kind of momentum whatsoever. And after those first two, three and outs, it just was dead the entire game. 317-1250. Steve is up next in Greenville. Hey, Steve. Hey, good evening. How are y'all guys doing this evening? Doing, doing all right. Good. The way I see it, let's go back to last week after the game was over. You had C.J. Harris laying in the end zone, um, needing medical attention. Where was his team? He had several, couple of his, couple of his players around him. Went and got got medical help for him. Had him transported to the hospital. Yes, he played. He got creamed on like the second or third play of the of the first quarter tonight in tonight's ball game. Tonight's ball game was an embarrassment, as other people have said. But to to look at reality aspect, the coaches give up on the team totally. I mean, it, you've seen that from a couple of weeks back. Um, I mean, you know, if, if your punter can't, you know, your field goal kicker and punter can't get it get it through the uprights. Why would you even send him in tonight to just put three points on the board? Um, with that being said, uh, you know, I think 
um, the quarterback and uh, number uh, CJ Harris and number forty. You're, you're talking about CJ Johnson, number five, right? Number five. Yeah, um, CJ Johnson. CJ Johnson. You know, I mean, uh, they've all been running the team. They have been running. I mean, their quarterback's been tossing out plays. Um, and I feel like that they're the ones that have been t- toting the team this whole time. Um, I feel like with, without them, uh, you know, and I think that they, they, they left Conference USA, they come to the Ameri- AAC Conference. I think it's time, and I disagree with what the gentleman said earlier, I think it's time that the, the East Carolina get some, I guess the wrong word is publicity, but um, get more. I mean, the fortune of this year, just about every team, every game has been on ESPN. Lots of exposure for ECU Pirates. Great, great, great. But if you if your coach is going to give up on you, um, I mean, you need somebody on the sideline that's really going to care about you, respect you, and stand behind you in this aspect. Because after a forty-five to three disappointment tonight, and they've and according to some of the bowl bowl games that they're eligible for, one of them is against the number one team in the nation, Ohio State. Uh, and- <laughs> where, where did you see that? What at? are you talking about? Um, on the on the bowl predictions earlier in the week, <laughs> um, it's called CJ Beefy Bowl. It's an actual bowl game. It's held, and they were they were, ha- had a chance to play in that against Ohio State. <laughs> dude, dude, that. you're I don't know what you're looking at, man. There's no way in the world that that's a possibility. No, I, <laughs> they're not playing Ohio State in a bowl game ever. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying it was it was a post that was put up and had all the bowl games that are are produced, you know, are come in between now and you know the last bowl game of the, of the year, right. which is eight years. Yeah. Anyway, get back get back to reality aspects of this whole thing of tonight's d- disappointment. I think that they just need to get a new coach or bring one of the better old coaches back. Um, I mean, why can't you bring Skip Holtz back, or why can't you bring um, you know, some of the other ones that were real good, um, and they just got picked up by other other colleges and went coaching elsewhere or went coaching in the NFL? You know, um, I mean, you, you see this turnaround just about every year. Come you know towards the end of the season, I know some teams, you know, the coaches trying the players just let them down. Um, but, you know, in East Carolina's aspect, I feel that, you know, uh, they just need to, to, to wipe the board clean and get a new coach, a new offensive coach. Because, I mean, you know, like the gentleman said, they threw up the white black. They, they, All right. They, I mean, yeah. Steve, we got you, man. Yes, uh, Steve. I, I've, I've I seen guess. Coach Logan down at uh, in Atlantic he's Beach. Not I'll back. maybe talk to him. And Skip was here last last home game, right? Wasn't wasn't Skip? Yeah, he was around? here. Maybe we'll get Skip or something. I, I don't but, know. But uh, I tell you what, with what we got going right now, I don't think we can beat Ohio State. No, Ohio State just had a scoop and score. They've just put this thing to bed, forty-two <laughs> to thirty in the fourth quarter with about nine seconds to play. Steve, thanks for the call. Uh, call of the night so far. Craig said this dude called into the wrong team's post game show. He might think we're uh, wait. Does he think we're TCU? 
Oh, they are purple. They are purple. They're purple. TCU, They're in the playoffs. ECU, TCU. It's very. They barely won their game. Maybe he thinks their coach should leave, and he wants right. to bring Gary Patterson. Back. Gary Patterson. Yes. We figured it out. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Steve, to the Horn Frog Radio Network post game show. All wait, right. Wait a minute. Don't. What's the horn? Don't they do? They do something like the Wolf Pack. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's that's it. That's it. That's it. I think that's it. Is that the Horn Frog? Something like thing? that. It's something like that. Yeah. Two two okay i don't know steve are you still there viper to me steve uh he could have told us all right johnny d is in wilmington hey johnny clip come on guys come on guys come on guys oh man that was crazy that was a little out there buddy uh has anybody talked about us not covering the that wide receiver that number one guy i mean that guy was number one I mean, he was just, he looked like a uh, NFL wide receiver all day today. Especially on those third and longs, man. We were giving him uh, those plays. But I just I'm, I, was, I just kept waiting for somebody to adjust and say, look, you need to cover number one. And we never did today. But anyway, it was disappointing. It looked like a good crowd today. But, uh, oh, well, we should take care of Temple next week. But uh, it's been a good season, man. There's a bunch of games, as you guys know, we should have won. But, uh, hey, you have games like this, I guess. But, uh, anyway, you guys have a great show. And uh, uh, Broncos going to beat that crybaby tomorrow clip. Crybaby. Who they got tomorrow? Derek Carr, the crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Come tell on. You what, Johnny. Come on now. I don't know if you heard Friday. He but was passionate. We had an impossible passionate. time trying to pick that game because I don't want to pick neither one of them. <laughs> no, I heard you had my wide receiver, but you gave him up. So anyway. Yeah. Well, good luck to your boys, Johnny. All right, buddy. Hey, Clip, I hadn't said anything to you about this either. How about them commanders? Monday night, whoop it. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Have you looked at the playoff picture? Uh, there's an, uh, there's a pot. Yes. If uh, the they started today, uh, the commanders the, will play Ohio State. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I got to keep that going. Uh, I really know how to run a joke into the ground. We'll be awesome. using that no, one that's, a lot. That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, hey, look, there is that Bucky. Is that the their Buckeye mascot? Is that his name, Bucky? Or whatever yeah, if you is. had uh, Ohio State live plus seven, uh, minus seven and a half, the huge mm, play just happened. Yeah. Does that say Parmer? All right, Parmer in Greenville. Hey, Parmer. Hey, boys, how we doing? Hey, Clip, I'd like to hear what, what your uh, picks for the board for the day were. Uh, for college football today? Yeah, what were your picks? Okay, um, let me go back and think. I'm glad I didn't take it, but I had Kansas plus nine against Texas. Ooh. I think they lost by 50. Yeah. Ew. Okay, keep going. I had uh, I got in on Ohio State Live, and that scoop and score just helped me out there, so that's a winner. Yeah, that was a good pick. That was a good pick. Um, I didn't play it. I did take Houston plus the six earlier this week, but I did not play it, so you don't have to count it if you want. That's- that's a fake fan. What? A fake fan? That was a good. That actually was a good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Um, and let me tell you real quick, because uh, I had a loss and a win. Oh shoot! I had UCF live when they got down to Navy, uh, just to win, and they lost. And I had Baylor plus two and a half, and uh, they covered. So those were my picks for the day. What the hell is that? It? Uh, Do you don't want to talk any pirate football? 
What were your picks today? Yeah. What a weirdo. All right. Hello, Newburn. Let's go to Clinton in Aiden. Hey, Clinton. How you doing, Clint? Good. How are you? Good, man. Hey, I don't know. I haven't been listening. I've been to AJ's, but I just want to say thank you to all the Pirates, uh, especially the seniors that stuck with us, stuck with this program, and on a heck of a job. And, you know, it's been a heck of a turnaround in five years despite this last game. So I just want to say that. And go Redskins, go Braves. You know, it's it's been a tough, tough few years. As a uh, fan, so I stick with you. All right. Well, I mean, the Braves won the World Series, and the Commanders are 500, and the Pirates are going bowling. It could be worse, I guess, is what I'm saying. Look at this stat to consider. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but 89 and 0 are is Ohio State when what was it? Scoring 30. Scoring 30. Plus. 30 plus. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. They get in the shootout, they're going to win. Yep. It looks like. All right, Clinton. Could be worse. I appreciate you guys, and you know, I just want to say thank you to the seniors. So. All right good call yeah saw jay conway uh buddy on facebook uh wanted to say uh an honor uh to the seniors as well and uh also said hey clip and billy tell shirley i said hello so jay conway says hello says hello jay's feeling good as a giants fan this year oh uh, yeah yeah i guess i tell you what everybody in the nfc east is pretty feeling pretty good well except for the eagles after that tough loss to the commanders ah. they're still feeling good Daniel, by the way, you said hey, they went. Right? I'm sorry, they went from the NFC least to the NFC beast. beast. We're in that? the beast. Yeah, Daniel, don't say what I have. You don't know what I have. He said I have under six and a half wins for ECU. First of all, I picked. I said they'd be seven and five before the season started. I saw that you have over six and a half wins. So he doesn't want to start Garcia next week. He wants all the starters to play and to get one more win. And um, you know, if I wanted to put bad juju on you, I'd say I hope you don't win that bet. Mm. But since I want the Pirates to win, That's right. I'll, I'll it's all it about it's all about team being team player. All right, open lines three one seven twelve fifty. We're back with more U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call in show on a Saturday evening. Back with you after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter post game call in show. Here's Clip Brock. Now with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, uh, Georgia Tech, uh, right now they are in the middle of a review. We'll see if they've come back yet. They have not, as uh, North Carolina possibly fumbled the ball and a recovery by Georgia Tech. We're waiting on a review. 17-7 is that score with the Tar Heels leading in the third quarter at Stanford leading California 10-6 at the half. Marshall has a 20-3 lead over Georgia Southern in the second quarter. Tennessee and South Carolina are tied at seven apiece with nine and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Wyoming leads Boise State 7-0. It is Texas Tech and Iowa State midway through the first and no score as of yet. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buck. It's your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates in eastern North Carolina. They're open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And right now during football season, you can join the Buck for Sunday Fun Day with football, food trucks, live music, giveaways, and the largest 4K TV in eastern North Carolina. Follow the Buck on Instagram for updated schedules, and we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the fifth quarter postgame call-in show. Here's Clip Brock. 
All right, welcome back into the show, Clip Brock and Billy Weaver. Got a shout out. Uh, Got to give a shout out to the ECU band today, man. They kept playing hard. A lot of seniors on that band as well. Um, unfortunately, kind of reminded me of the band on the Titanic as they continued to play cheery music as the ship was going down. Uh, so, but that's what the Pirates do, man. They keep uh, in in the fourth quarter. I think I left with about seven minutes to play uh, in the fourth quarter, and they were still kicking it. So the band got to give a shout out to shout the out band. To the man. band, they were they were they were kicking it today. Great at the basketball game last week. I know as well. you know there's so much. They I don't know if it's if it's just me. Do they sound louder in Dowdy Ficklin this year than normal? Um, I don't know. I went earlier this year and was hoping that they would be louder than they were. So really? maybe it's where you're sitting or I don't, something. I don't know. Maybe because I sit over in uh, in the I'm about on the thirty yard line on the uh, upper deck side, so I'm towards that end of the stadium. Okay. And I did notice that Houston had part of their band. Never heard them today hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I heard them plenty of times when they scored a touchdown. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I still didn't hear them, though. I think there was probably 10 of them. Oh, yeah, there wasn't many. Yeah. I don't know if this is the time, but look, we, we are here for the listener, for the viewer. Uh, King says, get Chandler to imitate Mike to cheer us all up. I assume he's talking about Mike Houston. Um, it's a good bunch. Uh, we, we, we did not rise to the standard today. Uh, we actually uh, got low today. We went below the standard uh, but these are good kids. These are good kids, a really good bunch. And and, and by golly, by golly, they're freaking – they worked their freaking tails off all week. But they didn't work their freaking tails off today. Uh, <laughs> but uh But they're still, as we already, already know, they're still hard-nosed. They're a very hard-nosed bunch. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate that. All right, uh, Billy. How about those freaking pirates? Billy, your thoughts? I this I didn't know they were hard newsed. Hard newsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you hard do us news. a solid if you're still with us? Uh we started the pregame at ten AM this morning. We're still going strong at seven thirty this evening. Uh we do have sixty three more viewers than we do likes on YouTube. So if we could get that number way up, if you could send us a like and a subscribe, we'd appreciate that on Facebook. Uh we have more viewers than likes there as well. So uh, give us a like, folks. You'll you'll feel good about doing something for someone else. Yeah, and you know what? Look at it this way: we don't have to wear Tennessee orange. You don't week. like that color, oh, man? I just I couldn't. Could you imagine wearing having your predominant color all week orange? Could you imagine being the fifth ranked team in the country? That would suck. <laughs> that would. Suck. Uh, John has a question: How did Tune play today? Uh, the quarterback for Houston. How did Tune look out there? Well, was uh, he in tune? Well, he was uh, freaking in tune. He was in tune. Clayton Tune was in tune, and uh, the Cougars—they uh, got to us today. And uh, he's a really good kid. He—he's very hard newsed. Yeah. Uh, he had all freaking day to throw the ball. <laughs> it seemed like on every single pass, uh, it seemed like he had all freaking day yeah. to pl- uh, to make a decision and throw, and he did. And uh, but he's very hard newsed. All right. Good game by that tank kid. Good game. Good game. Good game, sir. All right, Pirate Mike's hanging on in Pine Tops. Hey, Pirate Mike. Hey. Hey, fellas. Hey, Troy. Troy. Hey, Mike. This is Troy. How's it going? (laughs) Over in the uh, big city of Pine Tops. I just recently uh, moved over here from Greenville. Okay. Well, Troy's not here, by the way. Oh, okay. This is Clip and Billy. Um, Anyhow, um, 
I didn't see it on TV today. I was out riding around, and I heard it on the radio. And can you turn your uh, radio down? We can hear your echo in the background there. One second. Yeah. But other than that, this is going great. Yeah. Radio calling show 101. All right. Here we go. All right. But, but anyhow, um, I didn't think we'd beat Houston today, but I didn't think it would be 42-3. to three. And um, Ayler's senior year, and we had a lot of seniors, and uh, uh, we got Keith Mitchell and um, some of those receivers, and uh, all we got was a field goal. And um, what worries me is um, we're 6-5. and five. Uh, We should have beat Cincinnati, gone down there and kicked that field goal. Then we'd be playing for the conference title. But um, any- not if you lose today, you're not. No, no, well that that's that's true. But what I'm saying is, if we'd have beat Cincinnati, I think maybe they'd have been uh, ready uh, to beat Houston. But um, and Houston had the same record as we do. But anyhow, um, we got to go up to Philadelphia next Saturday. It's going to be cold up there. A couple years ago, we went up there. Maybe four or five years ago, it was freezing cold and. The guys didn't even want to be out on the field. They were over uh, huddled up under the stands, and um, it just worries me. Uh, if we lose that game, we're six and six. Uh, we still got a bowl game. Um, I don't know who that's going to be. I heard earlier in the week uh, one of the uh, possibilities might be Wake Forest, and and that gets me excited. Now, I'd like to play Wake in a bowl. Uh, I'm not saying we could beat Wake, but um, I'd like to get Wake and Duke and people like that down here to Greenville uh, for some non-conference games. And um, Wake will be back on the schedule uh, in five or six years, and I agree with you, Mike. I'm glad to see them back on the schedule for a home-and-home, and, home, and I also agree with you. I'd like to uh, play them in a bowl game. So. Right. And, and, I mean, hey, if Wake does what they do and i've seen them on tv some uh, i think we ought to be a little bit better now um if we go to philadelphia and it and uh we lose and then we end up um six and six and then we lose the bowl game whatever that's going to be and we end up six and seven uh and this is the coach's fourth year and we haven't groomed anybody to take Ayler's place, um, it really bothers me. And also, I'm not real happy about the six new teams coming in our conference. You know, we're lo- we're losing three heavyweights, and um, we're picking up six, including Charlotte and UAB. And um, but Charlotte and UAB aren't like Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, even though UCF got beat by Navy today. See, that's crazy. But um, anyhow, the basketball's 3-0, and and maybe this new coach can get some excitement, enthusiasm, maybe going with the basketball. And um, I just don't know what to think. I, I just felt like we should have beat Cincinnati. I felt like going into the Houston game, uh, with Ayler's 
and all the guys being their last game, and, and we maybe could steal that one. And then, of course, go beat Temple and win the bowl game, and we end up, um, you know, with a, a really uh, – oh, oh, and then we play for the conference title. Whew. Wow. Boy, and that wow. would be something. That wow. would be something. Wow. That, that, see, that – Wow. We'd play Tulane probably. Yes. Yep. Get revenge Man, heck, on them. heck of a game. But anyhow, I just wanted to uh, thank you for – letting me call in and, and y'all do a fine job. And, uh, um, I just like it, um, uh, when we're winning. Yeah. Well, and, and like we had, uh, uh, sugar Shane quarterbacking and he had some fabulous receivers and, um, we were blowing people out and we were putting 70 on chapel on the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill and in Greenville back to back. And, uh, of course also, I want to get them Tar Heels and them Wolfpackers down here on a regular basis as well. So, well, if we get North Carolina and NC State and Duke and Wake Forest down here, then we're in the ACC. <laughs> hey, well, I, I don't know about being in the ACC because, uh, hey, hey, you think about this. All right. Uh, Lay it on me. Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston are leaving our conference. Yeah. And, and the six new people that are coming in, I'm not very happy about this. I know you're worried about it. You, you're perturbed. Can can you name them again? I'm worried about <laughs> that our American Athletic Conference is going to be watered down, and it's going to look like Conference USA or uh, <laughs> the Big South or yeah. Know, and um, I went to undergraduate at Campbell. Mm-hmm. We played Campbell this year, and. Um, See, I don't like that, though. I didn't even know my old alma mater had football. But um, anyhow, um, somebody's (laughs) got to do a better job on this schedule. Somebody on this end's got to do a better job. (laughs) No, keep him going. I I don't think he's done yet. Mike, uh, anything else to wrap it up, man? No. Hey, hey, I appreciate you uh, um, letting me say a few things. Just a few, yeah. I'm trying to stay focused i just hope we don't go six and seven i would be um, really depressed if we did and then if for some reason we did um <laughs> what's it gonna look like going forward and what's the look man be- hey look you're thinking too negative my uh pirate mike how about we beat temple win a bowl game we got a winning record. We got eight wins. Think about it that way. Hey, hey, I'll take that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I've got to uh, to think more like y'all think down there. To be a little more positive, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to trying to hang in there, and uh, I, you are hanging in tough. Yeah. Okay. You are hanging in. Hey, you. Um, I, I couldn't believe the crowd. They were- <laughs> Mike, we got to go, man. We got callers on hold. We got to run, man. Hey, hey, let me let you go. Thank you. Hey, All right. Thanks, Mike. Okay. Good call. Have, have, have a good Thanksgiving. Bye. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Mike. Thanks. Hey, uh, hey, Troy, I did want to say that I was glad that Keith Mitchell yeah. and C.J. Harris were back on the field today. Yeah, and we're going to need them if we're going to beat Ohio State in the bowl game. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. The callers been a night. have been awesome tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it rolling with Emory in Greenville. Hello, Emory. Emory, you are on the clock, literally. Emory? <laughs> All right, let's try Jeff in Greenville. <laughs> Emory got tired of hanging on. Hello, Jeff. 
Jeff. Pirate Mike. We lost everybody. (laughs) Dang it, Mike. But stay positive, Mike. Don't let this get you down. Stay up. I I love how he said, hey, let me let me let you go. Let me (laughs) Hey, let me let you go. Let me let you go. Like we called him. Yeah. Let me let you go. Hey, uh, hey, Clip, Clip, stop talking. Let me let you go. He's trying to stay focused. <laughs> I'm trying to stay While focused. he had 18 different topics. Hey, and how about that damn crowd? The today? crowd, man. <laughs> I, we could. I kind of wanted to keep it going, but like we got to leave eventually. Uh, Jr. is in Haymarket, Virginia. Hey, Jr. Hey. So the Pirates are down 21 at halftime, and I'm thinking, no problem. We just need Mike Schwartz to get in there and give the halftime speech, but that didn't happen. But what also didn't happen was any defensive adjustments. I don't get it when um, Dale and Golden are getting open on every route by three to five yards. Why don't we play press coverage ever? I mean, Malik is definitely well suited to you know to to, to play some press coverage and and stop. I know that uh, Dale was playing H receiver, so he was off the line of scrimmage, and he was getting a good start. But still, slow him down. Don't let him make his breaks at full speed. It's just, it was ridiculous watching that happen time after time after time. So, And also, Billy, you were right about them throwing the ball at will because they came out there the first 14 plays, 13 were passes, and why not? Because they knew. Yeah, and if and if you look at the final stats, they ran the ball a bunch. But if you look at it in, they they ran the ball late in the game when the game was already in hand. So the stats in that in that area are going to be a little bit a little bit mistrued. Uh, they threw the ball a ton in the first half, and they took advantage of that. They hardly ran in the first half. They only ran when they were up big and wanted to salt away the game. Exactly. And it killed me to lose back-to-back games to my two least favorite coaches. Yeah. AC. <laughs> good point. I, that is a good point. I mean, I, I wanted to talk about Dana Hogan so much too. today, and I, I got nothing to say. He, no. he smacked us all in the face. He did, and he did exactly what a lot of other coaches, quite frankly, should have been doing against East Carolina. And, and taking advantage of what the defense has been giving and, and exploiting the defensive weakness that a lot of other teams well, just didn't do. As much as we can say about Holgerson, Billy, he is a great offensive coach. Yeah. Always has been. Always, and yeah. the book was out, and yeah. I guess he read it. Yeah. Hey, Clip, and don't forget to mention Derek Carr to get a 10% discount from Pestex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. We got callers doing ads now, so that's great. All right, uh, JR, thanks, man. Um, uh, this isn't pirate mike is it okay <laughs> this is just mike in greenville hey mike what's up fellas what's up uh i just want to sit here and talk today about how the offense was sort of piss poor and then the defense was just getting shredded by number one i mean i understand but it was i mean we just got shredded today man if we play like that in the bowl we are not gonna win well, well, if they play like they played today, they're not going to win any game, period, I, I, against that, Temple or in the bowl game. I mean, that was just some piss-poor football right there. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, I, I agree 100%. There's nothing really you can add to that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still good Pirates, but we, we really got to step it up to win the bowl game this year. Yeah. I mean, odds are our bowl opponent – probably won't be as good as houston although then again 
This defense stinks. That well, I mean, if you end up facing Wake Forest, which is a possibility, yeah. I think Wake Forest is a lot better than Houston. Is. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Their offense, especially. If we play Wake Forest, we're going to get shredded, but honestly, <laughs> way to stay positive. <laughs> shredded. Way to stay positive, but at the same time, I feel like if we had been playing like a couple weeks before and everything, if we had played like we would have played at the beginning of the season tonight. I felt like we could have kept some competition. But, I mean, if we play a team like Wake Forest, they're, I mean, Houston's a good team, but I thought it would have been a lot closer to, what was it, 42-3? to three? I mean, yeah, ooh. Yeah. Very disappointing. All right. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yes, sir. It'll get better. Maybe. Commanders have Hopefully. put J.D. McKissick on IR. That they have. All right, 317-1250. Sorry. Uh, getting close to last call for your call. So if you want to get in, now's the time to do it. Is it getting hot in here? It is getting hot in here. I was going to say, but I say that every week, I and you guys Mike. think I'm crazy. Uh, nobody said you're crazy. Well, I mean, I feel like, um, you know. You're just a hot boy. I'm a hot mess. You're a hot mess. a hot mess. Hot mess. 317-1250 if you want to jump in. We got more to go. I got to find a brown and wood drive of the game. There were so many of them to choose right. from. I got to find one. Uh, back with you and your calls as South Carolina takes a two-touchdown lead to Tennessee. How about that? They look, are, at, look at that. That's God. what we need at Dowdy Thickland. They got the lights, lights blinking. Off. They got fireworks going off. The Gamecock fans are going nuts. Why don't we? I'm going to call this show. What's you, the number you know of this what? show? Because South Carolina does not have a good program, but they've always had an outstanding fan base. Shirley, well, I'll call when we come back. i got to ask Billy a question. I'll call him when we call uh, 317-1250. We're back after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you. 317-1250, U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Call-In Show. Pit Electric Live Line has been lit up all night. And uh, continues that way with Mark and Chaz. And we will get to Chaz in Greenville in just a moment as Shirley is doing double duty. We got Chaz. Chaz, what's up? Yep. Hey, what's up? What's up, Clip, Billy? Uh, I've actually got a, I've got something very special for you guys tonight. I've got a couple of fifth quarter call-in show legends with me. Okay. You might remember from earlier this season, Mark from zebulon i've also got a legend from last season joe from greenville i'm gonna cue them both up right now because they've got a lot to say about the performance tonight i think we're gonna start with joe in greenville right here all right what you got guys i want to say something tonight look i'm glad the team came out with a common goal tonight and that common goal from the beginning was clearly to get their butts smoked up and down the damn field now listen to me donnie k you know he's been doing good the past couple weeks but for some reason tonight, third, fourth down, decides, you know what, let's go for the most efficient play in college football, a 25-yard pass to the sideline, right? You know, you think on third down, hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down anyway. Maybe we throw a five-yard out. We throw a screen pass. We run the ball. You know, we have the best running back in the freaking nation. But, no, Donnie K just wanted to run out there and mash the and gravy. Blip, 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 blip. Looking like a piece of crap. All, mm, I wish I could curse on this show, but all night. And it, it bothers me because we have a senior team a bunch of guys who've been there and they've tried, and I don't feel like it was their fault as much as it was the damn coordinator's fault. The special teams have been a problem all year. That was obvious. We couldn't trust them to kick a freaking field goal, extra point, anything. So we're just throwing the ball up on fourth and eight from inside the damn 20-yard line. And then 
the play calling. I mean, how can you justify keeping the guy around for another year when the play calling is so inconsistent from game to damn game? I mean, it looks like a freaking middle school offense out there. It is ridiculous. The guy is like, hey, we're going to have our best player run deep. We're going to throw the ball to him and triple coverage. Sorry, my, pardon my language. Ah, oh, too bad. It was going so good until Too then. bad, too sad. The legend falls. That was seven damn gaps guy, I believe, uh, is who that was. But can't follow the rules. And we <clears throat> live in a society yeah, where we, there must be rules. There must be rules. Or we would just run, you know, rampant. Yeah. All right, Mark is up in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. I just want to say um, tonight, uh, obviously, we had a very unfortunate defensive game. I mean, we had Houston had two receivers with almost over 100, 150 yards of receiving. I mean, obviously, they had a pretty good offense, but, I mean, we got to do a little bit better than that. Um, tonight, tonight, uh, the offense, I'm, I got to blame it on Donnie tonight. I mean, when you're calling – third and long, uh, and some a little bit third and medium inside handoffs. I mean, you really what, what can you really do about it? I mean, I'm not really going to blame the players for execution-wise, but, I mean, the play calling tonight was not there whatsoever. I remember one specific play towards the end zone where we threw kind of like a flea flickerish type play, and we kind of taught – Holton kind of tossed it towards the middle to uh, Keaton, and it just got immediately stuffed. I mean, it's just – Yeah, that was the Marlin gun. I know what you're talking about. It was down near the goal line. I think that's the one that led to the field goal. Are oh, you talking about the shovel pass? Shovel yeah. pass, yeah. Shovel pass, yeah. Yeah, shovel pass. There you go. And it, honestly, if we get matched up against Wake Forest, I, I've had ho- I've tried to stay positive the whole entire season. I have. We played great a lot of games, um, but if we play in a bowl game against Wake Forest, I I have nothing but negative hopes against them. Um, I, I've, I've tried to stay positive the whole season, but it's if we play Wake Forest in the bowl game, I'm, I think honestly we're going to get absolutely torn to pieces. In my personal opinion, well, I, I think right now that's that's very. Um, I, I think that's what a lot of people think right now. But I think you have to wait till what happened to see what happens after the Temple game. I mean, we may be talking about a total. You know, I mean that that's the thing about this this football team in this season that we've gone on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, you know, I remember after the first, what, three or four games of the season, everybody's saying there's no way we're going to get six wins. And, I, you know, coming off a tough win, a tough loss like this, it's obvious that, you know, everybody's down on this team. But, I mean, I guess you just got to see how next week plays out before we start talking about a bowl game. But I agree, as, of, as we stand right now, don't like our chances if we're playing Wake Forest. I'm not down on this team whatsoever. I am more down on our offensive play-calling abilities, in my personal opinion. I have been... I've seen I've I've been to every single home game this year. I watched every single away game this year, and every single downfall that we've had, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, has been because of Donnie Kirkpatrick. In my personal opinion, well, I think there's a lot of blame to go around. Now you got to look at this too. There were 22, 22 passing first downs by Houston. That falls on the defense right there. Now, I get it. The defense is out on the field a lot. But we've been talking about this all season, about the uh, the inability of the defense to be able to cover over the middle and cover on third downs. They gave up 22 passing first downs to Houston. That's unacceptable. Oh, for sure. The, 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 the game tonight was for uh, – I'm not going to blame it totally on the defense, without a doubt. The defense has worked its tail off 
the whole entire year. But tonight was a lot on the defense. But I can't not I, – I, I kind of remember a lot of plays tonight from the offense specifically. I watched I did watch the defense a lot, but I saw a lot of plays on the offense tonight that uh, really kind of concerned me more than what it has been throughout the whole entire year. But, listen, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of my opinion. It's my opinion, and people may have a different opinion than me, but I, that's just kind of what I saw tonight. All right, well, go. hey, that's what it's all about, your opinion uh, on this show. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right, Mark in Charleston, South Carolina. All right, uh, last call for your calls, 317-1250. Get them in now. We will uh, have more for you. We'll have our Brown and Wood drive of the game and uh, get ready to close Wait up a minute. Shop. Do we have a rule that it has to be an East Carolina drive? Oh, this would be a first. Oh, how about that? Are you really ready to do that, Billy? <laughs> no, no. Are we going to highlight Houston? <laughs> and their, I wonder if film crew guys still listening. There you go. I think drive of the game would be the film crew going up into the stands. <laughs> that guy is punching air right now. All right, we're back with more on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show after this. You're listening to the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter post game call in show. Here's Clip Brock. Uh, go, Shirley. Now, with the Pirate Radio scoreboard, here's Shirley Rhodes. All right, let's uh, take uh, one last look at your scoreboard. Tennessee is still trailing South Carolina 21 to 7, and they just went to commercial break, so I didn't get a catch see what happened but the volunteers were in the red zone a few moments ago we'll have to get an update on that coming up in just a couple I, minutes. I think they're third and goal at, they're down 14 or 21 7 okay thank you third and goal all right thank you billy and uh texas tech is leading iowa state seven nothing uh other scores uh going on uh stanford leads california 17 to 6 it's marshall 20 georgia southern 10 at the half Uh, North Carolina and Georgia Tech are making it a game. They're going into the fourth quarter. The Tar Heels are holding on to a three-point lead. 17-14 is that score at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And Western Kentucky got drubbed by Auburn uh, by a final of 41-17. That is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneers, your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates. They are open from noon until 2 a.m. with live music every night. And the Buck is on Instagram. You can follow them for updated schedules. And we'll see you at the Buck. Now let's head back in to the fifth quarter. Here's Clip. All right, we've got a touchdown. touchdown. Rocky Top on fourth and goal. They throw the fade. From the four-yard line. And uh, they will kick an extra point to try to make it a seven-point game down in Columbia. All right. Uh, a great place to watch a game. I've seen many games there. It's, this is an awesome place to watch a game. Let's get to our Brown and Wood drive of the game real quick. David and Joe will get to you in just a second. Brown and Wood serving the Pirate Nation in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Brown and Wood, your number one dealership in Greenville. Brown and Wood on Greenville Boulevard, Greenville Online, brownandwoodalto.com. One score, I feel like, um, what was Bob Euchre's character? Harry Doyle in Major Harry League. Doyle, yes. One score one, one blank blank that, score <laughs> that's it that's it three <laughs> points today we've no touchdown drive 
and uh i guess that's the drive of the game yeah seven plays 56 yards four minutes and 12 seconds when a scoring drive off. ends in booze from the home crowd you know it's yeah not a good thing. yeah you know that's not a good thing um it was 28 nothing kick the field goal for three still don't understand that but that's yep. your drive of the game woohoo Brought to you by Brown and Wood. A good summation of how things went today. Look, Cocky is not happy. Look at him back there in the corner. Look, he's just not. He happy. has a resting sad face. He and does. It looks even sadder. <laughs> I'm touch All right, Dave, hang on. Let's go to Joe in Eastern Tennessee. Hello, Joe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You watching this Tennessee game? Yeah. You in Pigeon Forge, Dolly Land? Yes, sir. Yep, I'm right up in there. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and go ahead and say, uh, let's go Rocky Top, baby. Rocky Top, we're over here. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm still an East Carolina fan by heart. There you go. I would like to to say the the offensive play calling today just had me a little confused. All right. Anything else? It, what What would you have done better? Just, I mean, I'm, I'm not you trying mean to. Now, after all these beers, or earlier in the day, what would he, would he have done? I mean, earlier in the day, I mean, it's just the uh, the running and everything. I, I would like to see some deeper passes downfield, but I, I, I deeper. don't know what else to say. Well, the deeper passes downfield were contested 50 50 balls that the Pirates weren't getting calls on. So I think probably some shorter shots over the middle some slants and maybe some screens would have opened it up a little bit more don't you think yeah i think so the the run game wasn't really going on today but i will say houston has a good ball team but i think in the bowl game we can make it happen all right all right yeah all right joe thanks for the call great season you uh you turned him around quick weave he got him he wanted to throw deep balls which i thought we did plenty of today yeah and just uh, wasn't successful you got him to change his game plan pretty quick there yeah yeah (laughs) go to the short passing game all right david is up in greensboro hey david hey gentlemen and shirley what's up headed west 40 once again with my uh boys we enjoyed another game actually we did not enjoy the game um, I have to admit, I know we've talked about this early in the season. When we win, the uh, fifth quarter show is not as exciting as when we lose. I've been quite. Uh, that is very true. It's, it's so true. It's been a heck of a show tonight. Oh, my gosh. And the irony our only points come from special teams. Uh, field goal kick, nonetheless, to end the. Well, not end the season, but to end our uh, homestand. Um. So I'll simply point that out. And I'm going to end with just a big thank you to the uh, to the seniors. You know, Chuck, they've gone through a whole bunch over the past few years, whether it be COVID or, you know, trying to turn this program around. And I, I just got to give them thanks. We're uh, sticking it out, playing hard. Yeah, I, th- I truly believe we're building a foundation and, you know, better days are, are yet to come. All right, uh, and David, and we've, is this the first, second, it's got to be no more than two games this year where we didn't have a missed kick, a bobbled snap, or something happened in the kicking game bad. So, in this, we had mentioned earlier, zero penalties, you win the turnover battle, and had you told me that there would be no mistakes on special teams, <laughs> that Luke Larson would have a couple punts inside the 10, and yeah. probably, had they not gone for it on fourth down, would have pinned Houston back inside the 20 probably two other times. Had you told me all that, 
and said, who's going to win the game before the game? I'd have said East Carolina's going to win. And who's going to win it by 39 points? Oh, right. ECU. Yeah, Sounds ECU. like they dominated. And Keaton Mitchell's going to have 149 yards rushing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just crazy. Holton's not going to throw an interception. I mean, think about that. I know. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, what in the world? Uh, David, anything else, man? Special teams did offense and defense did not. There yeah. you go. All right. That sums it up. Thanks, David. Yes, sir. All right. There is uh, David in Greensboro. Um, there was the long kickoff return, though, that they got out to about the 40-yard line. That's the only special teams miscue I can think of. We did have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick. Uh-oh. Wait. What, what, do, we, what do we got going on here? I don't know. I was just – we're going to wrap it up here in a second. But, um, well, never mind. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> okay. You Billy. need my phone? You want to call in? You need to, you need to borrow you my... You do realize that if you did that and that put you through, it would echo. Yeah, but I was going to go in the other room. Oh, okay. You were just going to leave me hanging? Yeah, you had to answer my call. Well, I... I right want to call into this show. Well, freaking call in. You're it right won't here. won't let me. No, don't use... Uh, pretend, dude. I'm, I can hear you. That's not the same. Yes, it is. That. That's not what I want to do. <laughs> Uh, there you go. All right. All right. Clip's going to go out of there. He's going to call in. I'm going to take over. All right. Clip's got to go pee, so I'm going to take over the show here. Uh, we've got wide open lines, so uh, if you want to give us a call, call in. Uh, quick score update. South Carolina just scored on a one-yard rushing touchdown, uh, taking a two-down, two-touchdown lead over the Volunteers. We got anybody on the line there, Yes, Shirley? we do. We have Pirate Cliff from Pirate's Cove. Pirate Cliff? From Pirates Cove. Pirate Cliff from Pirates Cove. Uh, Cliff, uh, welcome into the show. What you got for us? Hey, Troy. Hey, Billy. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, yeah, uh, Troy's not here, but uh, what you got going on? Troy, big Live at Five fan. Ellerby, what's up? Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ellerby's not here either. They're not just, here, sir. Just just me tonight. I didn't watch the game today, but man, I, my, my cousin told me about it, and it sounded like... Well, it sounds like Donnie Kilpatrick needs to go. Um, we got to find a new quarterback. But what I really wanted to call and talk about, Billy, I'm watching uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, some SEC football. Yeah. And South Carolina scored a touchdown, and they got the lights cutting on and off. They got fireworks shooting out of the stadium. Uh-huh. That's football, man. That's southern, southeastern football. That's what I was raised on. That's what my mama and daddy played. You heard me right. My mom. Your mama played there too. Left tackle. My mom played left tackle in high school. Did she have a mustache? I tell you what, I'll go to the station and whoop your. <laughs> my mom. I don't care. I got three charges against me. But before we get into all that, here's what I want to ask. I ain't heard nobody bring this up. I listened to the entire show. We've had some great calls. I think we're going to play Ohio State in the bowl game too. I think C.J. Harris had a rough one. But, I mean, look, listen, uh, why why is ECU not in the SEC, and why aren't we trying to get in the SEC? Well, they won't let us in, Cliff. What do you want us to do? You just want us to ju- – what, what do you want us to do? I mean, you just want us to go just knock on the door and say, let us in the SEC? At the least, yeah. That's the way, yeah, step one, ask. Uh, well, we've tried. They don't want us. Who? We. You ain't done nothing. (laughs) 
What? I'm glad you ain't on TV no more. What? Bye. Good Lord. That is uh, Shirley, Pirate Cliff and Pirate Cliff. Pirate Cliff. Cliff you the, just missed probably the call of the night. Yeah, happened? where you been, man? I went to the potty. Cliff, you just you missed, just the, missed call the, the call of the night. I had a guy who wanted to whip my butt. What'd you do? He you just didn't said, talk about his mama. Did well, you? I said his mama had a mustache. Billy, Billy, you can't do that. What? You can't. He said that. his mama played left tackle. I just assumed she had a mustache. She sounds like a handsome woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last call, Joe in Washington. Hello, Joe. Uh, this is Joe Taylor. Uh, I, I think the Pirates, they just didn't look good tonight. I don't know what to say. But I do know one thing. Rick Flair is the best I've ever seen. I tell you, Rick Flair, if, his, if he's half as good off his feet as he is on his feet, he's the best that ever was. Woo! Joe Taylor, talk to you later. All right, <laughs> and it's time. I was wondering if we were going to get Joe Taylor. A talk to you later. Time, is that how he signs off for yes. every call? Joe, Joe Taylor, Taylor, talk, talk to, to you, you later. later. All right, not bad. Billy, final thoughts. It's been real. Yeah, it's been. and it's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. No, it hasn't. Uh, but thank you. If you get what I'm talking about, for your calls, your uh, viewership, listenership, and all of the above. Uh, it has been a night here on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Collins Show. Shirley Rhodes, thanks for your hard work as always. We'll be back with you 9 a.m. Saturday for the Bud Light pregame tailgate final regular season edition. And uh, we'll be back with you Saturday afternoon after ECU and Temple on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Collins Show. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you guys if I don't see you before then. Same to you, Billy. Looking forward to some Same good to eat, eating. Rooster yes, next. some good eating. Uh, I'm having rooster. Ah, rooster <laughs> next. Have you are what you eat. I, I hear the turkeys are really expensive this year. <laughs> I'm going turkey. Drop it I mean, down. I'm going rooster. I'm going, sorry. going rooster. rooster. Going rooster. All right. Um, 42 to 3. Not how we wanted mm-hmm. it to go today. Mm-hmm. My goodness. All right. We will talk to you on Monday. Oh, boy. We got the players' lounge. Presented by Delcor. I might even tune in to listen to that. We'll uh, hear what the players had to say. What went wrong? Are y'all are y'all going to tell Steve and I go to ask tough questions um, at the press conference? Maybe that was an issue today. I think that was the issue. We'll talk to him on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk to you on Monday, 3 o'clock. Thanks, folks. Enjoyed it. What you got, Weave? I just wanted to say one last thing. It's Troy D's fault. If you remember, he was sad. He was down. He had no excitement. It transferred <laughs> over to the football team today. If you mm. want to put blame on anybody, I'd put it on that guy right there with the green hat on. Pirates are now 0 and 5. With the green hat? No, excuse me, 0 and 2. <laughs> That's a huge difference, dude. And you're wrong. Both it's uh, I'm, They're 0 and 3 on home games when I'm not there. Yeah, okay, 0 and 3. Point. You got my point. Chandler, you're not a math guy. Well, <laughs> I know that, but it's time to go. See you, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. You have been listening to the U.S. Cellular 5th Quarter Postgame Call-In Show. Join us next time for complete postgame coverage of East Carolina football, exclusively on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.